This is Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler-Patterson and Michael Remus. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to a big edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Hockey season is just around the corner, and the Winnipeg Jets have named their new captain in Adam Lowry. We'll be all over it. Looking forward to uh, having Sean Reynolds jump on the program, as well as Mike McIntyre from the Winnipeg Free Press. And certainly that will dominate the conversation here when it comes to uh, the local scene. We'll also have to, you know, to kind of touch on the Bombers getting back to practice this week as they prepare for the Ticats in Hamilton on the weekend before going on their bye week. And, of course, we're going to have to get to the, uh, I mean, the really unfortunate events of Monday Night Football last night. Hell of a football game. Wild win for the Jets in overtime. But Aaron Rodgers, without even completing a pass for the New York Jets, is out for the season absolutely stunning but of course our focus here is on the home teams and there is big news with the Winnipeg Jets and that is where we are going to stay for most of the program great to have you all with us shout out to everyone that's with us on the YouTube channel live right now hit that thumbs up and make sure you're subscribed to the channel and a big greetings to everybody listening to Winnipeg Sports Talk via podcast join us on YouTube sometime and subscribe to the channel there as well. Just before we bring in Michael Remus and get things going, a big thanks to the sponsors that make this program happen each and every day. Our partners at Cool Bet Canada, Princess Auto, Vita Health Fresh Market, Wallace & Wallace, F Apparel and Nick and & Nicky DQ, Consolidated Supply, Boston Pizza and Royal Sports, Canadian Club, Manitoba Battery, Aquatech, Modern Man Barbershop, Assiniboia Downs, Breezy Bend, Aikens Lake, and our friends at Little Brown Jug, where I'm finishing up the questions for tomorrow night's third edition of WST Sports Trivia. Shout out to everybody that bought tickets for this event. Couldn't believe how quickly it sold out. Looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Um, we'll get a little update on our Jets pack, too. Things are going very, very well as we grow the Winnipeg Sports Talk crew for uh, four fun nights at Canada Life Center this year, watching the Winnipeg Jets. And Michael Remus, when we are there as a group for Pierre-Luc Dubois' return on October 17th, the first game of the WST pack. By the way, links are in the description if you want to find out more about that. We'll talk about it later on in the program. There will be a man wearing number 17 with a C on his jersey, Adam Lowry the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets. What do you think? You asking me? I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I think deserving, deser Adam Lowry, <laughs> I mean, we've discussed, it was him or Morrissey. I think both of them deserving captains. To me, I mean, the only knock on Adam Lowry was, I mean, he's not a star point getter in the league. He's not a guy you're taking first round in your fantasy, but for what he means uh, to the Jets organization and uh, the type of player that he is, you know, he's not afraid to go in the corners and play heavy, not afraid to go to the, you know, in front of the net. He's dropping the gloves with Ryan Reeves. He's showing up in the playoffs and scoring big goals. I think, I think Adam, you know, he does work in the community. He's well-spoken with the media. He's always been a guy who speaks his mind. I think he had so many qualities that you would want in a captain, but the only knock was, well, can you really give it to a guy who's, uh, the third line guy or a fourth line guy? And the answer is, yeah, you can. It doesn't 
really matters. So I think both, it was either Josh or Adam Lowry. We talked about that all summer. Um, you know, he's, Adam Lowry, he's grown up in Winnipeg, been here for a number of years. He's in the community. Um, I don't think there was uh, necessarily a wrong answer. And uh, I'm all for it, naming Adam Lowry as captain. And I said this, that it would be like, you know, similar to Chris King uh, when he was with the Jets, a hard-nosed kind of guy that everyone can jump on the back. Ken said that on Kenny and Rennie as well. So I know that my take has been validated. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I mean, I think... It's a great take. It, like, yeah. like Chris King in a lot of ways is the uh, is the blueprint or the prototype for this selection. He was a guy that had the utmost respect from every single one of his teammates. He was a guy that you knew was going to come to play, was going to do everything he can in his power to help his team win night in and night out. He was a guy that was, you know, amazing with and we often say the media, but, I mean, it's far more than that as to how one gets along with the media. Adam Lowry, um, Adam Lowry has an, an unimpeachable character. And you talk to any people around the Winnipeg Jets organization, and they will tell you that Adam Lowry is a guy that is a pleasure to deal with. Um, you know, and, and, and as far as dealing with the media, I mean, a big part of that is answering for the team and he's been doing that for a long time i mean i know there's a lot made about his lengthy goalless streak last year adam lowry wasn't hiding at any point through all of that and you know once he finally broke that streak he was <clears throat> he was the guy that in a lot of ways put that team on his back when they really needed it along with connor hellebuck down the stretch to get this team into the playoffs and Listen, I know there's a talk. I mean, anyone referring to Adam Lowry as a fourth liner is nuts. He is not, has not been, and will not be for the foreseeable future. Um, but he has been a big part of a line that, um, you know, has been a mainstay for the Winnipeg Jets. And, you know, there's been different guys that have been on either wings, but Adam Lowry has been that guy in the middle. And listen, we don't need to go down every individual instance of Adam Lowry standing up for his, for his teammates when need be throwing down with a guy like Ryan Reeves. Um, you know, there, there's so much that Adam Lowry brings to the table that, um, you know, it is what you want in a captain. Um, I, I realize, and to your point, Remus, that this is a little unconventional when you look at many of the captains. It's often just the best player on the team, and I don't think that's Adam Lowry. But when it comes to the leadership qualities that, you know, you want in a guy that leads both your team on the ice, in the community, and for your franchise. Um, listen, he uh, he ticks off uh, a lot of those boxes. This was coming down to two guys, and we've talked about this for the better part of the summer. Hell, even back to last year. And I think depending on what has happened, there's been recency bias as to whether Josh Morrissey was a slam dunk for this, which certainly was the case midseason. Adam Lowry certainly seemed like that guy down the stretch and in the playoffs last year. Um, and now that there's been some time to think about it, Lowry is the guy. But, um, you know, it was a two-horse race, if you ask me. 51-49, I don't think they could go wrong either way. Um, but I do think that Adam Lowry is going to be uh, going to be a great leader for this organization. And um, he's going to be a guy that every single player in that room respects immensely and uh as I said, couldn't go wrong either way, but definitely a good choice. 
Yeah, I think you're answering the question. Do players in the room, you know, does he have the respect of the room? And I think we all know the answer is yes. And we remember the clip after, you know, he fought Ryan Reeves and walked back into the dressing room. And you know that everyone has his back. He's got everyone's back. Um, again, again, he shows what toughness sticking up for his teammates, uh, you know, well-spoken, does work in the community, checks so many boxes. But, oh, no, you know, he had uh, 24 games uh, last year in January, February. And didn't score a goal in those months. Only had five five assists. I mean, you look at the other months, Huss, he was off to a great start. He had six points in nine games in October, six and 12 November, nine and 16 December, you know, March, seven and 15 points, April uh, three Three and six, and he, you know, we all remember uh, the playoffs he had. So he had a bad stretch last year. I don't think that means, you know, he's disqualified from the captain. And I see someone with like uh, Habs, you know, avatar and chat who maybe doesn't follow the Winnipeg Jets very closely, and they're saying should have been Morrissey, should have been Morrissey. I think look, you, you can make an argument for either guy, but I don't think there was a there was a wrong answer here. And look, and they did also announce that Morrissey and Shifley will continue to be wearing the A as alternate captain. So they'll have a leadership role, but um, Adam Lowry is going to continue what he's doing. I think the C looks very well. It's funny. We talk about Chris King. Shout out to Cowboy. He says Chris King also number 17 with the Winnipeg Jets. Nicely done. Nicely done. Good point. Yeah, good. Yeah. See, there few, you go. Right there. Done few, deal. few numbers questions. few numbers questions for tomorrow's sports trivia. Giving me ideas for. Um, here's the other thing. And I'm looking forward to talking about this with Sean and with Mike. But the role of the captain, um, listen, there's a lot of stuff that we see, you know, talking in the good times and the bad times, being a leader in the community. And he's always been that. I mean, he's the the guy for the Toba Center. Marat's got a nice piece on that. How Mark Chipman asked him if he would, uh, you know, be interested in doing that and the effect that he's had in his partnership with there. Similarly, to uh, to Josh, of course, we worked with him and Wallace and Wallace last year with our program throughout the season, supporting unsung heroes in the uh, in the community um, with his charity. There's been a lot of things, but when it comes to the team, and this is something that, ah, geez, for how long were we talking about what's going on with the Winnipeg Jets? It didn't seem to be right, um, and this goes all the way back to taking the C off Blake Wheeler last year and trying to turn that kind of leadership group over. Adam Lowry, if you talk to people within that organization, sort of had been the bridge in a lot of ways um, between more veteran players, the, 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 the established leadership group, if you will, and many of the young players. And, um, you know, from talking to people close with the team, people that are with the team all the time, I mean, Adam Lowry is a guy that has a connection with every single player in that room. And honestly, when guys are looking around, when things aren't tough, Adam Lowry is that dude that that guys are looking to. And we saw it at the end of the season. Um, and we certainly saw it in the playoffs. I know there was some comments by certain certain chatters that said, you know, you can't have a captain that can't score. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at that those playoff numbers, and I realize it was unfortunately a very short playoffs. Um, but who led the Winnipeg Jets in goals in the playoffs last year? It was Adam Lowry. Four goals in five games. Um, I really think that that 30-game bit was an aberration. Now, listen, the, the pace that he scored after he got out of that might have been as well. But Adam Lowry's not getting this job because... He's on the road to be a point a game 
first line center. That's not him. That never will be him. But when we're talking about a captain and a leader of this organization, um, he brings so much to uh, to that team that I think was already there. And this is more in a lot of ways, geez, a coronation, sort of a weird world, but a, 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 an acknowledgement of the trust and respect that he has built over his entire career here in Winnipeg, culminating with the C on his chest today. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about Mark Schaefer being the first ever Winnipeg Jets draft selection, but we don't really ever mention that Adam Lowry uh, was the second. And, um, you know, he's been in Winnipeg since 14-15 season at age 21. Uh, he's now, what, 29 turning 30. Um, or sorry, just turned 30. Um, crazy, I remember him. I remember when they drafted him, uh, calling, having him on, the, on our old station uh, when yeah. he was in junior. So um, he was, look, as a captain in junior, and his dad was a captain. So I think he's got it in his DNA. And I think he's, you know, you've looked at him and, see, and seen that he's future captain material. And uh, the day is finally here. And there is, you know, this is a bit of a transition period for the Jets moving on from Blake Wheeler. And, you know, we had talked briefly yesterday, like, are they going to name a captain or not? Because Vancouver named uh, Quinn Hughes. And we mentioned there were, I think, nine other teams as of yesterday. Now, uh, eight, you know, that didn't have a captain. But... I think they needed to have a leader, needed someone that they can look to in situations, say, this is our guy. Because it seemed like, well, from, you know, the end of season stuff last year that, you know, even though they took the C off of Blake, he was still kind of the guy in the room. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, I, by the way, Sarah has a, a nice interview with Adam Lowry that they dropped this morning on the YouTube channel um, in advance of this. And there's also a uh, interview with Bones about everything that had taken place. Uh, listen, she talked about the whole things. Adam Lowry's the captain and all that. But um, credit to Sarah for also talking and asking about how last season ended, both with his final statements and what they heard from the players. Um, and Rick had mentioned that you know, that's all been dealt with in the summer. There's been conversations that's put behind them, and, you know, that will be the case. And I think in a lot of ways, Lowry is a perfect guy to get everybody on the same page moving forward together. Um, he has been said to be a, real, a bridge builder in that locker room. And he is a guy that I think has the makeup that, you know, he'll understand what is best for the team. Um, and I think, I, listen, and I'm not saying I think that there was going to be any big problems. I just think that, you know, a lot of those things, you know, you need to sort of talk through. It sounds like that's happened, but with a guy like Lowry as the guy in the room, um, I think they've got a very, very good guy to, uh, you know, to try to just maintain forward progress and the culture building that they've talked about and really been tried to do ever since Rick Bonus took over. And, there were some real highs last year. I think the second half of the season was unfortunate and some of the old issues sort of popped up. Adam Lowry's been around for all of it, has seen it all. And I think, Remus, you also want a guy that is really locked in and invested in not just personal success, but the team, but also being, you know, in a lot of ways, that culture carrier um, that this hockey club is needed as they moved on from Blake Wheeler, who was that guy for, uh, for such a long time. Yeah. Sounds good. Hold on. I'm just texting 
with Rennie. And one other thing about um, Adam Lowry, you know, we see the poll every year for best dressed NHL player. Adam Lowry's on there, so now you can say best dressed, uh, best dressed captain. Sorry, one second. I'm texting with Rennie. He's about a couple minutes away. Um, yeah, no problem. Let's um, listen. Well, let's hear the announcement first off. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty brief, uh, but we've got a quick bit from uh, Kevin Dayoff, who, on behalf of the Winnipeg Jets, introduced the next captain of the hockey club, Adam Lowry, this morning down at Canada Life Center. Here's the Winnipeg Jets GM. Adam embodies the characteristics and the class that the Winnipeg Jets value both on and off the ice. On the ice, Adam plays with a level of compete, consistency, character, and selflessness that makes him a valued and respected teammate. Off the ice, Adam is a consummate professional and a committed representative of our True North organization who recognizes and embraces his role and his place in the community, including through his charitable efforts in our city. We are extremely fortunate to have had several outstanding candidates on our team to choose from in arriving at this important decision. In the end, we believe that the time is right for Adam Lowry to assume this role and to set the standard for the way the Winnipeg Jets will move forward with new leadership and new purpose. All right, there you go. New leadership, new purpose. Kevin Cheveldayoff with the announcement today of the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, let's hear from uh, some brief statements from Adam, who, uh, as I said, was introduced as the official captain of the Winnipeg Jets heading into the 2023-24 season earlier today. It's uh, a huge honor to be named uh, the third captain in since the return of the Winnipeg Jets, and it's an honor I'm really looking forward to um, just uh, have some of my teammates here to, to share the day. And they, they change their schedule around, and you know I really appreciate uh, them being here. We, we've got a really tight-knit group, um, a lot of really great leaders in our locker room, and I'm looking forward to growing with them and uh, leading the team as well. I think, uh, you know, as Chevy mentioned, there, there was a lot of very deserving candidates in our room and you know I, I don't think that's going to change where we're, we're going to lead uh, as, as a collective and uh, so yeah I, I'm really looking forward to it I'm I'm honored to, to be standing before you guys today and looking to continue leading this organization representing this organization and representing the city of Winnipeg so thanks guys all right so there it is the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets Adam Lowry speaking and um you know, we're going to have Rennie jump on in a few minutes. Uh, we will talk to Mike after that. Um, I'll put the why not question of the day for not Autocorp at Waverly McGillivray out to you right now. And I know a lot of people have been sort of getting ahead of it already with their thoughts in the uh, thoughts in the chat. Um, but, I mean, just uh, your reaction to, uh, to Adam Lowry. A a and listen, I know there's a lot of you. I mean, we talked about this yesterday at the end of the, the, the day and fired up another poll on the why not question of the day. Uh, where are we at with the captain? Because that is uh, that that poll, that Morrissey-Lowry conversation had been going on for a long time. I mean, I was the guy that said on this program after the Morrissey game against St. Louis on, I believe, the 31st of January yesterday, or last season, 
um, you know, when he put the team on his back in that case, um, that's, hey, what are we waiting for? Slap the C on him right now. And I think a lot of people felt the exact same way about Adam Lowry, the way he was playing at the end of the season and certainly what he showed in that stretch to drag the Jets into the playoffs and certainly the way he was leading against the Vegas Golden Knights with those four goals in five games. Um, so how, how do you feel about this, even for folks that maybe in a tough decision were leaning Josh Morrissey as opposed to Adam Lowry? Throw us up in the chat and uh, give us your thoughts. And certainly if you're listening to this afterwards, um, hit us up on Twitter or X, excuse me, at Sports Talk WPG. Um, overall, I think the uh, reaction, and listen, Adam Lowry is such a popular guy. I don't think that there's anybody that has an issue with Adam, the way he leads or anything like that. I mean, the only question from uh, from some people is that, it was Josh Morrissey, maybe a more impactful overall to the club. Um, but again, like that, I don't think that changes at all with him continuing to be an A. Hell, he had an A on his jersey last year and had a career season and uh, was arguably the Jets' best player for pretty much the entire year. Um, so I, I, I think that no matter who we were talking about getting to see today, I think the conversation would be quite similar. Um, because I think that the other thing that I'd said leading into this is that regardless of who gets it, the other guy, I can almost guarantee is going to be incredibly supportive and basically a de facto co-captain in a lot of ways. And for on that point, our buddy John Mattis at the score ream is in Vegas for the NHL NHLPA player media tour where they hook up a lot of, uh, a lot of things are recorded and done for the upcoming season. Um, and it is interesting to note that Josh Morrissey is the guy um, that the Winnipeg Jets have selected to represent them there um, at this. But the quote to John from Josh at the media tour in Vegas was, quote, the Jets couldn't have picked a better guy in new captain Adam Lowry. And for that matter, I was mentioning some of the people that are around the team that, you know, you will talk to quietly uh, about things, as I said, everybody loves Adam Lowry, the ones that are around him. And Paul Edmonds, I'm sure, would be near the top of that list. Uh, but here are uh, just a tweet that Paul put out. Here are some reasons why Adam Lowry is the appropriate choice as the new captain of the Jets. Plays leverage shift passionately, stands up for his te himself slash teammates, and then in, practice, uh, pra in brackets, C.R. Reeves. Uh, win or lose, he answers questions. Treats everyone, including staff, with respect, uh, and a very inclusive guy. So, I, uh, I mean, I thought that the reaction to this would be generally very positive. Um, and the bottom line, I think, Remus, is this is just a great day for the Winnipeg Jets to have made this decision. A little more clarity on how they go forward. And you know, as Kevin Sheveldayoff said, and I'll be paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, new goals, like new leadership. Um, and, uh, without basically saying a new culture, that is kind of what they're continuing to try to develop. And this team is going to go through some pretty significant changes, probably over the next course of one, two, three, four years. Um, and I think Adam Lowry is going to be uh, that guy that really will be the bridge from the Blake Wheeler era, if you will, to the era 
that will probably be in full swing two or three seasons down the line when the likes of the Rucker McGrory's in the room and Chaz Lucius and Colby Barlow. And Barlow and McGrory are two young guys that both from being drafted seem like they have all the makings of a captain. That was what we said, um, what, when we talked to Colby Barlow and uh, Rucker McCrory showing a leadership role with uh, World Juniors and with Michigan. And, you know, as we have the youngsters, now McCrory's not in there because he's uh, an NCAA, but, you know, Colby Barlow's going to be there, Brad Lambert, Chaz Lucius. Those are the guys we're going to be looking to in a couple of years uh, when you do have more of that turnover and those guys are pushing in. And we'll see, you know, Adam Lowry, he's got three more years uh, left on his deal, and um, you know he's going to be the leader of this team going forward. But and there will be that bridge uh, as those young guys come in, and a nice way to start off uh, training camp as it gets underway shortly. And we do have young stars uh, coming up this weekend. So, uh, and I said yesterday, the sign we're all getting old is Andrew Ladd retiring. Now it's Adam Lowry is the captain of the Winnipeg Jets, and. Man, 20, 2023, uh, pretty wild stuff. There's some nice start here. Great to have some Jets news to start the to start the year. And uh, I think everything that Chevalier said was extremely accurate. And I agree, no, no wrong choice. One other comment, though, you know, maybe Sean can elaborate on this when he comes in. I was listening to Kenny and Rennie, and they were saying how you know Morrissey was kind of the captain for the first half of the season, but when they went into that slide there after January, even though Adam Lowry was in a bit of that slump, he was the one, you know, who's answering the questions. And, you know, maybe similar to how it got under Blake's skin a little, having to answer all the questions every day. Maybe Josh was getting a little fatigued from that. And, I don't know, Adam Lowry seems to be the one who's stepped up uh, no matter what the situation is. Uh, this is not a knock on Josh at all because I thought he acquitted and handled himself incredibly last year. But there is some truth to that. Like I just think Adam Lowry has the demeanor yeah. that regardless of when things are going great or when things are going poorly, he is um he's basically going to he's the same guy. Um so he'll definitely handle all that. Listen, we're gonna talk about it with Ren coming up in just a second. Um before we do that. Let me give a big shout out to our friends over at Modern Man Barbershop. School's back in session, folks. People are back at, you know, work maybe regularly in the office a little bit more. If you want to look good, heading into the rest of September in the new season, get on down to Modern Man Barbershops, guys. Modern Man now has eight locations in Winnipeg, including the newest locations on either Pembina Highway or Plessy Road. Modern Man Barbershops have you covered with the everything to make you look fresh, fellas. Haircuts, beard shaping, shaves, color services, and more. So easy to book an appointment. You can book your look online at any of the eight locations via modernmanbarber.com. And give them a follow on Instagram as well over at Modern Man Barbershops. Huge week at Aquatech. Of course, pool season is sort of shutting down. And Aquatech now does pivot to incredible home renovations. Uh, of course, you can, um, you know, maybe, you know, enhance your kitchen, your bathroom, a bathroom, or guys, I know you're thinking about that man cave, but this is the week to check out Aquatech, folks. One week only, and it's right now. Visit them in-store or online through September 17th for their fall into savings sale. Up to 30% off everything in stock 
If it is in stock, it equals on sale. So if you want some of the best deals of the year at Aquatech, get on over to aqua-tech.ca right now or pop down and see them in person with our friends at Aquatech. Um, we're heading into the change of seasons. Time to get those batteries ready for vehicles, trucks, and more. Or maybe a battery to finish off a, a great, not to mention maintenance batteries for things that you're using all summer long. Donnie and the gang at Manitoba Battery have it all. And listen, they've got the best prices in town, beating the pants off the big box stores. And the best part about it, your time is valuable. They will deliver it to you for free anywhere in the city of Winnipeg inside the perimeter for any purchase over 60 bucks. It's that easy. Go to manitobabattery.com. You can give them a phone call or pop down and see them in person. Donnie and his staff are waiting for you at 1026 Logan Avenue at Manitoba Battery. And hey, a big cheers to all those Bomber fans that uh, cheers us with those Canadian clubs and gingers at the Banjo Bowl. What an event that was. I have a feeling that might have been record sales for drinks <laughs> at a bomber game. Um, but of course, Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey Canadian club is the official spirit of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And of course, you can pick that all up at Manitoba Liquor Marts and CC and Gingers, 473 milliliter cans, six packs as well, available at your local liquor store. All right, Rennie, fresh out of the press conference today, joining us, Looks like from TCB on the road. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. And Sean Reynolds joins us now. Rendog, what is up? How are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You're right. That's where I am. I'm uh, with the good folks at TCB who've pro provided me with a corner here to take care of business. So uh, let's get to it. Great room when you're looking at it. Um, listen, we've been talking about this for the better part of a year since Blake Wheeler um, was removed as the captain. Um, it really did come down to Josh Morrissey, Adam Lowry. I mean, amazing arguments for both players. I don't think they really could have gone wrong with either choice, considering the young men that they've got. But uh, what did you think about Lowry uh, being the announcement? And were you surprised at all? Did Were you expecting it to be Josh? I was expecting it to be Josh. And I think you're entirely right. I think that this is, uh, you've got two right answers here, right? If we were sitting here right now talking about Josh Morrissey being named as the Jets' next captain, I think everyone would think, okay, you've got this defenseman who's, you know, ascended into being one of the premier defensemen in the NHL. He's a really great guy, handles himself well, great leader on and off the ice, great representative of the team, the organization, the city, in the media. Uh, and then you go to Adam Lowry and you've got, you know, another argument. Great with the media, great representative of the city, all those same kind of things. Great with the players in the room, great on the ice. Doesn't kind of have that, you know, high-end skill set that Josh Morrissey has. But it showed down the stretch last year that he's got this ability to affect the game when the game matters most, really. You know, I think I was on your show and talking about this. The argument for me is that I thought Josh Morrissey basically was the leader of that Winnipeg Jets team for a good two-thirds or more of the beginning of the season. But when the chips were finally on the table, uh, it was it was Adam Lowry who really, I thought, dragged this team over the playoffs. So I... I over that playoff line and then continued into the playoffs. So there was no wrong answer here, which which may make it a little bit tough, Huss, you know, because when you are the right answer, as Josh Morrissey was, 
and you end up being the wrong answer, you start asking those questions of what more could I have done to have secured the C? What what else was was there out there? What am I missing? Right. And so, you know, it'll be up to the Jets to kind of quell those questions. And, and you know, maybe in the end it'll be easy for Josh to accept. Maybe it won't. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it, if it, it's a good problem to have, having two really great options for captain, but having to tell one of those options that they will not be your captain, I don't think is a good problem to have. You know, I, I'm not sure. And again, we'll probably never know this unless, you know, Chevy or Bones got into it a little bit more that you can expand on it. But when you think of like, I, I think Raymond's just mentioned, I'm not sure if it was you or Ken, like, you know, Josh was so in front. I mean, he was having this monster season, was playing so well. But, you know, as a guy that was, I mean, let's face it, he and Adam Lowry were probably the guys that were speaking the most last year. I mean, almost as de facto co-captains of the team for the better part yeah. of the year. Like, I think that if there's one thing, Josh maybe did show a little more of the frustration as that continued on. And the one thing I'll say about Adam Lowry is that, in his lowest moment, I mean, he went through what a 30-game goalless streak, and you know, the team was struggling. I think he showed a lot by being out there day after day, whenever he was asked for, sort of standing up and owning it, having the confidence that things would turn around. And when they did, was clearly the guy I thought down that stretch that was in a lot of in a lot of ways setting the tone for the Winnipeg Jets. And then Sean, you add in things like, you know, the melee in Minnesota, um, and Adam Lowry's going up and taking on Ryan Reeves. I mean, those are things that have major, major impact when it comes to respect. And listen, it's a different way that Josh Morrissey's as respected as anyone as well. But I do wonder whether Josh would have um would have wanted all that comes with the captain and the amount that, you know, you're speaking on a day-in and day-out basis. And maybe because of Adam Lowry's role is a little different in it, that might be more suited, to be honest, for a lot of the things that come with being the captain and let Josh focus on being a Norris Trophy finalist next year and uh, playing his ass off every night. Yeah, there's a couple different things to unpack there. A, I do think that there's some disappointment there because Kevin Shoveldayoff said as much. Um, he said that that you know there was some disappointment with the other guys, but that they handled it professionally and handled it well, which you would expect. The other part about that is the load and how you would like to handle it. I, that people did see down the stretch last season that there was sometimes Josh Morrissey got a you know a little combative with with the media uh, at times um and and started showing you know a flash here or there of you know maybe the Blake Wheeler leadership style of you know getting scrappy with the media and sla- and lashing out at the media i know that there was a lot of jets fans over the years that liked that about Blake Wheeler so maybe there's some people who would have liked to have seen a continuation with that i do remember there was one moment Huss, i haven't talked about this on any of the podcasts um but we were in a scrum and it was just a, 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 a practice day and the players were making their way off the ice. And for the people who don't know, there's, you know, a, a backboard that we talk to the players and then on either side, there's an entrance into uh, the dressing room. And so the players coming off the ice, come walking in and I'm usually in a position in the scrums where I can see those players coming off the ice. 
And I knew that at one point, or sorry, at one point I was watching and Josh Morris, I can't remember, he was either on the board to talk to the media or off the board not to talk to the media. And when he walked in, the players walk in, and they take a look at the board to see if their number's up there. And either he wasn't on it and he had this visual celebration that he didn't have to talk to us, or he was on the board and he he kind of looked, oh God, here we go, I got to talk to the media. And so it, it clearly to me uh, came to a position where Josh got to the place where it was a burden for him to have to talk to the media down the stretch. The thing I think is the difference in between those two is, I would say that Josh Morrissey had to kind of account for the entire team. And let's be honest, like the Jets were on the verge of the most historic monumental collapse an NHL team had ever had in the NHL. Had they missed the playoffs, it would have been the biggest ever in any era in the NHL collapse from first in their conference all the way down to missing the playoffs. Uh, It would have been the biggest drop we've ever seen before. And I felt like Josh had to account for that a lot more than Adam did. To your point, Adam had to account for his personal slump that he was going through those 30 games. He went without scoring. So I think a lot of times when you're just being asked about yourself and why things aren't going well, you can kind of handle that. Whereas Josh had a really great season throughout almost the entire season, tailed off a little bit at the end. But it's got to be tough for a player to be walking out and shooting the lights out and doing really well, and in the conversation as one of the best defensemen. And instead of being able to just sit back and enjoy that kind of renaissance that he had in his career, be answering questions and trying to explain to the media why the team is doing so poorly and can't seem to put things together. So I, I, I wonder about Josh. I know a lot of people will take a look at him getting short with the media and maybe not want to spend as much time with the media last year and saying that's a reason why he shouldn't have been captain. Whereas I see it as he got put through a real trying time, shot the lights out as a player in the process, and for the most part showed really well as a potential captain. And that maybe just if you give him another year, you know, or if you put the C on him, that year of experience would have been invaluable and he would have been a great captain. Again, either way, I think both of these two guys are going to make a, would have made a great captain. And I think Adam Lowry is going to make a great captain. I just think it's not as easy as saying Adam did this last year and Josh did this last year. I do think that their experience was very different between the two of them. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I'm sort of along the same wavelength with you on that. And, you know, the more I think about that, again, it's not like Josh was, I mean, Josh was awesome. He's particularly great to us. I mean, helped us out with that promo we did with Wallace and Wallace all year. It was incredibly gracious with the winners. I mean, I can't say enough great things about Josh Morrissey. But we did all see the stress. And, I mean, in a lot of ways, he was yeah. the leader of, of the team in a lot of ways because yeah. of the shine that he had with what he was doing on the ice each and yeah. every day. And there is part of me, Sean, that realizes he's going to be at least as important to the Jets this season, if not more, that do you want to put that burden, as much as it is an honor for sure, there's a lot that goes into it. And when already so much is expected of Josh Morrissey with everything that he does you know, on the ice and in the community, much like Adam Lowry, the time seems right to have Lowry take some of that burden right now along with the assistance of Josh but be the guy so that when there are days maybe that Josh doesn't feel like it 
they've got a guy that is is all in on that responsibility and that obligation, if you will, in Adam. I, I can't argue that, and I can't because there is not one moment in the entire time I have known Adam Lowry, dealt with Adam Lowry as a player, where I've seen him lose his cool, lose his temper, lose his patience with the media. At every point, he's walked out and he's handled it in in true pro fashion. This is not to say that Josh Morrissey didn't, but I mean, we all know that that, that you could see there was a little bit of it wearing on him to a degree last year. So if if you take... Adam Lowry, he said he wants to be the rock of this team. He wants to be consistent. He wants to show up every day and do that, you know, like handle his responsibilities. Well, my guess is that's going to be a lot of that will be done in the media. And so I don't think he'll just be the rock for this team. I think he'll be the shield. And I think he'll shield guys like Josh Morrissey in the moments where maybe things uh, would get, you know, to be a, a bit of a tall order. So I understand the philosophy behind that. The one thing that I think is interesting about this is uh, if we were sitting here today and Josh Morrissey was named the captain of the Winnipeg Jets, I don't think anyone would think that Adam Lowry would be upset about it or or like I think everyone just knows Adam would have been like hey I'm an assistant I've locked in I believe in this town I believe in this city I just don't think that there would be any question about that I do think that the C could have been used as an opportunity with uh, Josh Morrissey as as something to get him just that much further entrenched in the city of Winnipeg and that much deeper burrowed into its fabric and and I don't think that you needed to do that with Adam Lowry. And maybe that's why he's the captain. Maybe he's just so entrenched in the city of Winnipeg that you wouldn't need to name him the captain to get him further entrenched. And that's why he should be the captain. But I do think at times the C can be used, the letters can be used as a tool in which to further sow the relationship together between a player and an organization and a player and a city. And I do think if you were looking at it from that perspective, Josh Morrissey would have been more the player that you would have gone to for that. Yeah, the, the one thing I'll say is that um, that I think has happened and has already happened and will continue to happen because they got his name on an eight-year contract extension. No doubt. So no doubt. unless they decide that they're going to move on, which I don't think is in the cards, um, he certainly will be there and be in lockstep. And as I just mentioned, John Mattis talked to Morrissey in Vegas out at the um, at the, the the media shindig that they do with the, yeah. you know a select player from everyone. And he said, uh, I believe the quote was, they could not have picked a better guy uh, to be the yeah. captain and be our leader. And, and I, listen, I would have expected Adam to say the exact same thing if it went to Josh. As far as the team goes, because it's obvious, like we talk a lot about what we see. Um, you're around the team quite a bit, and we talk to people around. The one thing that was really clear to me, especially at the end of the season, and maybe because of an emotional event like the Minnesota game and Lowry standing up to Reeves, which he's done in the past as well, gets spotlighted a little bit on more, but... You know, for a dressing room that had long been rumored to have sort of their fractions, Sean, and, uh, you know, particular groups, and maybe not everyone being together, to a man, everyone you talk to, on the record, off the record, says that, you know, inside that dressing room, with the group, out on the road, Adam Lowry is the guy that has that connection with the guy that just got called up from the Moose that's been there for three games, and the guy that's been here 
for eight or nine seasons. I mean, unimpeachable level of respect from the players. And uh, more than anything, that, to be honest, might have been what put it over the top for 17. Well, I think an interesting way to look at this is if everyone just kind of put themselves in the shoes of player of a player and said, what would it be like to interact with Adam Lowry as my captain? Well, Adam Lowry is just the nicest guy in the world. He constantly treats you with respect. So he's one of those guys that I'm going to treat with respect because he treats me with respect at every turn, right? So you've got that. I think you've got that thing about uh, him as well, that Adam's that kind of guy you like so much. Like there's some parents that my dad was always really good at this. I My dad kept me in line, not by like saying, you got to do this, you got to do that. But when I didn't meet the standards that he set for me, he'd be like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not upset at you. I'm just disappointed. And that was the worst thing that my dad could have said to me. The, the idea of disappointing my dad just like rocked me to the core. And I think Adam Lowry's got that characteristic. Like, I think I'm going to do right in that room because I don't want to let Adam down because I like Adam too much. Right. So I think he's got that factor going. I think he's got the, the nice guy factor going, the respect factor. But the other part about that. As we see this time and again, is if I go and I see Adam, who's nice and he's always supporting me, and then he goes out on the ice and someone's messing with me, and Adam steps in there and does what he did against Ryan Reeves and comes walking off the ice, and I, what I think is one of the most iconic videos of Winnipeg Jets 2.0 that we have ever seen when he comes walking down the tunnel after that fight and you see guys like Brennan Dillon slapping him on the shoulder and you see the way they're responding to what he just did and you see that look on his face of Adam Lowry if he wants to be is a scary individual he is huge he is strong he's athletic he can do all these things and so there's that thing, Hustler, you're going to get this. You've been around sports a long time as well. You're going to get that. Those nice guys who you know, if they ever snapped, could break you in two like a twig. There's a level of respect for those guys too. A, because you don't want to mess with them because you don't want to get snapped in half by a twig. But B, those guys could control you by choosing violence and they just never do. And that creates a kind of a leadership style that you want to follow as well. So to the point that you just made, there's a million reasons to pick this guy he's got all the tools in the toolbox and there's a million reasons for me as a player to be in that room and look up to that guy and follow him to the word you know what i mean listen i i i don't want to make more of it than it is um because i know we don't see a ton of fights right now in the national hockey league but I couldn't agree with you more, Sean. I mean, that incident in Minnesota against the biggest rival when things were going the way they were for the Winnipeg Jets, you know, the message that that sends to every other guy, don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah. Reeves, I'm here. Uh, and I mean, again, against arguably the toughest dude in the entire league. I mean, that just, uh, that that is true leadership. Um, and as much as it might be a painful way to earn it, um, he has done that. And, and I really do think that that incident, that game in particular, and he, he obviously was on a strong run of play at that time, getting the team into the playoffs. And then what he did against Vegas, I mean, to me, Sean, that, uh, that in a lot of ways might have been when this all was sealed. 
Oh yeah. Well, I, I had said that. I, I thought that that moment was the moment that won the captaincy for uh, for for Adam Lowry. And if you take a look at it again, it it's the reaction. It's the way that his teammates looked at him after that happened. That if I'm a coach and I'm seeing these videos and I'm hearing the reaction of the guys on the bench, it's like, yeah, that that guy has won the hearts and minds of this team. I think that's the moment that did it. And then I say like, it's just a big fat cherry on top afterwards, how he continued to play into the playoffs. Like Adam Lowry raised his game to a level that I, he was just on Kenny and Rennie. And I believe he said it's some of the best hockey he's ever played in his career was with the Winnipeg jets down the stretch. Well, well agree. Is there, a, is there a time that the jets needed that more from Adam uh, Lowry no. in his tenure with the jets than then? Like this guy literally picked up a team, threw it on his shoulders, said, I'm going to score. I'm going to hit. I'm going to shut down the other team. I'm going to fight their toughest guy. I am going to play every single role you need me to play to get you into the playoffs and then i'm going to hop into the playoffs and i'm going to continue doing it i mean that there, there wasn't a there wasn't an exhale from adam lowry okay we made the playoffs there wasn't a you know that's good enough my job here is done now you guys pick it up adam lowry just turned to a point where he was going to ensure that the winnipeg jets were getting to where he wanted them to go and he did it and so uh, i will say this again I think Josh Morrissey was their leader for the, through the, the first two-thirds of the season, if not more, and I don't think that that can be discounted because I think he led that team longer than Adam Lowry did, and I think that there was maybe a little bit of being tired down the stretch that made it so that he couldn't necessarily you know, lead the team the way he wanted to down the stretch. And I do think that Adam Lowry had a clear runway to do what he did because Josh Morrissey had carried the torch for so long. But listen, in life, it's like this in hockey. It's like this in our business. It's like this everywhere. When an opportunity presents itself, if you can seize that opportunity, you get the spoils from that. And Adam Lowry most definitely seized his opportunity when it mattered most. And I think it's why he's wearing the C today. Rennie, before uh, before we go, I just want to ask you about Lowry in particular and how you think that this... Like, it doesn't change the person that he has, but he is in a different role now. He has been elevated to the leader of this team. Uh, he's going to do everything with us, with the media, for fans, like, whatever. That That's happening. I think he knows that's part of the job. He'll do it very fine. What do you think this does to Lowry's spot inside that dressing room um, and just his appointment as captain does to the team going into this upcoming training camp and season? Well, I think it all depends on how he responds. The one thing that I think uh, Adam Lowry was really strong on today is like he's not uh, he he's not throwing Blake Wheeler under the bus. And to get back up a little bit and just and, and kind of explain that, like there's been something that hasn't been there for the Winnipeg Jets, and the the biggest thing that we look at is like whatever it is, their culture has not led to success on the ice, right? And under Blake Wheeler's leadership, under his tutelage, that's where the Winnipeg Jets have gone. I heard Kevin Sheveldayoff talk over and over about change today, and I personally think that one of the messages in there is that he wants this team to go in a different direction than Blake took it. Adam on our show, we, we, 
you know, to pump Kenny and Rennie. I guess that's why we're here to a degree. Um, Adam didn't necessarily see it that way. He saw it just as, you know, they've traded Pierre-Luc Dubois. They've got brought in different players. Now it's a different direction, but I do think in order for the Winnipeg Jets to kind of get beyond the, the, get be more successful than they've been in the last number of years is that culture to a degree needs to change. So I, I think I would just say it this way. Adam Lowry is going to come in here. He's going to be Adam Lowry. He said that clearly. He's just going to lead how he knows how to lead. But I do think Adam is going to at some point have to get cognizant of the idea of leading this team in a different direction that it's gone in the past, in a different leadership direction that it's gone in the past. Because um, I do think that culture-wise, Blake Wheeler was the culture carrier for so long. There were issues that happened in the dressing room, we know, because of that. And we do know that results-wise, it the results were mostly going downwards under his time as captaincy. So Blake Wheeler, I think, needs to get in... Uh, uh, sorry, not Blake Wheeler. Adam Lowry needs to take this team in a different direction. He needs to be cognizant. Look at this. Kenny Weeb rolling in, too. Big news hey, with Ken. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I know that Mike's coming on next, and I, I, I had to apologize. I know that Ken had put the news out on Twitter about him moving uh, to partner up uh, with your next guest coming up on the show here. Uh, I didn't mean to throw out anything that, that wasn't supposed to be out there. I knew that the news had somewhat broken, but I guess the podcast world's a different world. So, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, but uh, I like to hog the spotlight, and that's what I did on uh, on KNR earlier. <laughs> I got a text message from Remo. He goes, "Rennie, Rennie just broke the Weeb news." <laughs> like <laughs> Rennie did what? <laughs> there we go. There but we yeah, go. Yeah, Ken. Uh, listen, you guys will still be doing your thing. That is great, folks. You can check out uh, the pop up of KNR. From the presser this morning. And uh, yes, we will be speaking to one of Ken's new colleagues, Mike McIntyre, coming up in just a minute. Uh, hey, don't get too deep into those cold ones. It's only 2 o'clock. Happy hour technically starts at 5. Cheers to you all. They take real good care of us here at TCB. <laughs> right on. Have a good one, dude. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, anytime, all right. bud. All right, there's Sean Reynolds. Um, Mike McIntyre is going to come up. We're going to continue the conversation here a little bit more about what happened kind of behind the scenes. Uh, but let me thank our friends at Vita Health Fresh Market. As we get into the fall, Vita Market, uh, Vita Health Fresh Market, a, a, a must shop place because of all the great natural and organic supplements to help you feeling good into the colder weather beauty products, groceries, and Winnipeg's largest selection of local products, too. Um, and they've got a great deal right now. Maybe you're busy, uh, don't have quite as much time as you maybe did during the summer. Check out their website, myvita.ca, fully shoppable website. And right now, not only can you get delivery to this, uh, throughout the city, but you can get free local delivery when you place an order online. When checking out, use the discount code LOCALSHIP. All one word. Details are on the website. You can get all the great things that you're needing from Vita Health delivered to you. Of course, Vita Health, a, a proud locally owned, family owned company since 1936. And uh, man, grilling season's still on though. Check out those grass fed bison and beef steaks. Unbelievable. Vita Health, empowering people to lead healthy lives. Six Winnipeg locations and online at myvita.com. Dot .ca uh your overhead door for your garage 
had its share of ups and downs this summer, working hard to get you to and from, uh, from all your summer fun. But it's about to get a whole lot harder because winter puts much more stress on a garage door and the right time to prevent downtime this winter is now. Call the experts at Wallace & Wallace to book your expen- uh, inspection and a maintenance service call today. No, they did that with Remus last year. It worked out great. For residential and commercial overhead door sales and service, there's only one name or two you need to know. That's Wallace & Wallace. Of course, you can find out more at wallacedoors.com, wallacefences.com for all your fencing needs. You can also pop down to their showroom on Lawson Crescent off of Keniston. Fellas, we're talking about the change of the seasons. How's your closet looking? If you need to up your menswear game heading into the fall, you need to head on down to F Apparel at 190 Smith Street. Custom suits beginning at 400 bucks, made to fit, looking amazing. Not to mention chinos, golf pants, custom shirts, both tucked and untucked styles, and an incredible selection of menswear accessories. It's all waiting for you at 190 Smith Street. And don't forget, if you're involved in a wedding party or having the big day of your own coming up in the next year, talk to them about getting the fellas done up for their suits for the big day at F Apparel. You won't have to return them after the weekend. Get great deals on them, and they've got a 15% discount for wedding parties. 190 Smith Street. Make an appointment or find out more online at F, that's E-P-H, apparel.com. Maybe we'll have to send over a congratulatory blizzard from Nick and Nikki DQ to the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets, Adam Lowry. Of course, the uh, well, the weather's still nice throughout this week. Great time to get on those summer blizzard flavors at any of the four Nick and Nikki DQs, DQ Niverville, DQ St. Anne's, DQ Polo Park, and DQ Northgate. And don't forget, for you folks that are in and around Niverville, the new Pita Pit is open as well. Delicious, healthy, fresh, fast, and great catering as well. If you need more information on that, hit them up on X at Pita Pit Niverville. All right, let's get Mike McIntyre in here to continue the conversation today with the story of the day, Adam Lowry's appointment as captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Mike, what's going on? How are you? Doing really well, Huss. Uh, just back from Canada Life Centre. That That's a busy place these days. The uh, the former Dixie Chicks, they played last night. I believe 50 Cent, or is it 50? Uh, 50 Cent and Busta Rhymes, uh, they have the, the stage tomorrow night. And Adam Lowry, sandwiched in between the chicks and and Buster Rhymes and 50 Cents, uh, he and the Winnipeg Jets had the stage today. So there is a lot going on, not to mention all the construction. I don't know how many folks watching today have been at Canada Life Centre maybe since the Jets season ended. I was there a few weeks ago for some WWE Raw action. So I saw some of the construction going on, but... Today was my first chance to get a look at the newly refurbished, I guess it used to be the Exchange Restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, It is beautiful, Huss, what they've done with the place. Uh, Adam Lowry, actually, when he walked into the room, that's the very first thing he said, like, wow. Um, And and it's not done yet. Uh, I'm told that construction uh, renovations will be happening pretty much up to opening night puck drop. They might be putting the final nail in uh during the the pregame skate that day uh but it's impressive uh what they've done um you know uh 
a new shine, if you will, on the, well, it's not that old of a building, but um, I think folks will, uh, it's will night be and day. It, It's night and day. Like, I was lucky enough to get a behind-the-scenes tour when I was yeah. down there a couple weeks ago, and they were still, they were well into it, but I'm sure the last two weeks or whatever since uh, I've been there, there's been a lot more done. Yeah. But yes, if you are a, a P1 ticket holder of club seats, I think you're going to be... Uh, your eyes will be wide open yes. when you see what the heck did they do to this. There's some definitely well, exciting things done with the ring. I can rink. tell you, as someone that obviously travels around the league, I've been to all NHL buildings, so I, I see what other markets do. Um, this puts the Jets in line with what a lot of you know high-end NHL teams have done with kind of that, that, that specialty access and that kind of VIP area for fans it reminded me a little bit of what um the dallas stars have a really nice uh area in their rink and there's lots of teams too i think vegas does as well kind of become a, a trendy thing but you know the jets may be a little late to the party but uh i think folks will say it's well worth the wait of course we're not here to talk about the new look building we're here to talk about the new look team and that was the uh the main event today with um the unveiling of Adam Lowry, you know, Huss, I go back, you and I, we discussed this many times over the summer. You ran a poll, I ran a poll. It was always neck and neck. I think my poll was 44 to 42% in favor of Morrissey over Lowry. Yours was similar, I believe. 48, yeah, it was 48, 47. It was basically a dead heat. Yeah. And then we did one yesterday at the end of the show, not knowing that this was happening today. And now I think there's been a little bit more time from the playoffs and whatnot. It was a little bit more skewed in favor of Josh. We've spent a lot of time talking about this. I don't think they could have made a wrong choice considering the qualities of these two men that were up for the job. But um, were you surprised it was Adam Lowry? Were you expecting Josh Morrissey to be the next captain uh, when it came down to what I think for a lot of people was basically a coin flip? Yeah, I I was certainly in the camp that either choice would have been the the correct choice. Um, You know, to the point that I actually wondered if they could possibly contemplate, I think I threw this out on your show a few weeks ago, like could they do a split captaincy, one on the road? But I mean, that's that's not really the way things go. Usually you have one defined leader. Um, But, you know, if I was tasked with making the choice, it would have been an impossible choice or near impossible. Just because, again... You know, I wrote a column earlier this summer where I kind of looked at the pros and cons and I included all the members of the leadership group. Not surprisingly, Mark Shifley had a lot of cons in his category. Lowry and Morrissey had none, really. I mean, other than if you want to get picky and I see some people on Twitter, well, Adam Lowry's a third line center. That's never mattered, I don't think. When you're talking about what a captain does, what a captain, it's not, you're not, you're not slapping the C on your best player your highest score. Um, it's it's all about, you know, character, community, team building. And without a doubt, Huss, and I, I suspect Josh Morrissey would have had the very same reaction, but, you know, I, I don't think you'd find a single member of the Jets' room that, that has any disappointment in Adam Lowry. In fact, I've seen a bunch of guys. There was a bunch of guys down there this morning at the announcement. Yeah, who was there? Uh, so I saw Neil Pionk, uh, Dylan DeMello, uh, Nate Schmidt, Morgan Barron, Mason Appleton. Um, 
Now, before people read into who wasn't there, Josh Morrissey, uh, he's in Las Vegas right now on the NHL player tour. And I actually saw Pierre Lebrun caught up with him in Vegas earlier today. And I think Lebrun tweeted uh, a comment from Josh Morrissey, something like they couldn't have picked a better guy. Uh, You know, what do you expect? Josh Morrissey is all class. Uh, And again, I, I... fully believe that he believes that. Would he have liked to be captain? Of course. In fact, I just talked to Josh Morrissey last Friday at his golf tournament at Pine Ridge. Uh, There it is. We couldn't have picked a better guy. Um, And I talked to Josh about it. And, you know, this is last Friday before the decision was made. Adam Lowry told us today the decision, the conversation happened on Saturday. Um, I'm sure there's a part of Josh Morrissey that wishes that this were him. But, you know, Everybody loves Adam Lowry. They love what he does on the ice, in the room, in the community. We saw it on display during the playoffs last year um, where, you know, Adam Lowry kind of almost single-handedly tried to put the team on his back. Um, Especially I look at that game three performance from Lowry where he tied it up late um, and, you know, just had the the building ready to erupt. Um, Obviously the Jets didn't win that game, but, you know, I think Adam Lowry brings a lot of the things that, Kevin Shoveldayoff, Rick Bonus, and the organization as a whole uh, want to embody. They they want players to approach, you know, their job the way Adam Lowry does. And Adam Lowry today talked about making players feel a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger in what he does. He talked about kind of having that protector role. Um, so I think you know Adam Lowry a, a little surprised. By me, maybe, because I probably would have given Josh Morrissey just the teeniest, tiniest edge. But again, absolutely no uh, qualms at all about the choice. He's going to be a great leader for this team and this organization and this city. You know, Mike, uh, you know, it was funny listening to uh, to Ren. um, Well, not funny, but we were just kind of talking more about this and talking this through. And as we were having the conversation, we talked about the stress that I think Josh was definitely feeling as... The season sort of felt like it was slipping away. And let's face it, the good vibes that were there in the first half of the season were not there. And I think it was pretty clear that it was taking a toll on him and it, it, you know, at, at some point. Um, I mean, Lowry, for his part, I mean, not only, I mean, listen, went through a 30-game slump of not scoring, which I think was a big story, and yet still came each and every day with the same demeanor that he already has. And to be honest, looking back at the way that season went with Morrissey being just so brilliant on the ice, but also carrying a big burden, I'm not sure that this might not maybe be a good thing for Josh in that he is leaned on so much to do so many things and is still wearing an A, is still one of the faces of the franchise. Like, obviously, there's an honor to being the captain, but I think if you remove that, and just think about the grind of the season and everything that comes in with the captaincy. I think Adam Lowry maybe has a little bit more room to do that. And I think that might help Josh, you know, have a season like he had last year again, hopefully for the Winnipeg Jets. No, I I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, Josh Morrissey, he's the number one defenseman on this team without question. Um, I don't think it's any shock to say Adam Lowry's not the number one forward on the Winnipeg Jets. He's not the number two or three or probably four or five, six. He's the heart and soul of the third line. Right. Um, and the PK. And so I think you're right in that 
especially in a Canadian market, we know how passionate Josh Morrissey is. And I agree with you last year, you know, there were times the strain, you know, Josh Morrissey was wearing the strain of the season kind of swirling around the drain. Um, And I think if you're the Jets, you're hoping Josh Morrissey can emulate what he did last year on the ice and that that becomes the new norm. And good news for, for anybody hoping the same, Josh Morrissey, when I talked to him last week at his golf tournament, you know, he, he thinks that there's even more. And in fact, his whole summer of training, he said, has been with that in mind. But you're right. Focus on on being the number one defense and being the kind of anchor of our blue line. And we're still going to hear a lot from Josh Morrissey. As you say, he's an alternate. He's still a, a very, you know, the very fact he was holding that golf tournament last week, that's the sixth year with, um, um, you know, with the organization um, that, that he works with. and Dream and Factory. Dream Factory. And, you know, that's a huge part of who and what Josh Morrissey is. But, yeah, he's a guy the Jets are obviously counting on to be a significant part of his team's success or failure on the ice. And in some ways, this allows him to continue just to focus on the hockey part of it. Um, you know, not that Adam Lowry's not an important player. He certainly is. Uh, and the way they use him in a checking, you know, often shutdown role against the other team's best and how successful he's been at it at times would support that. Mm. But yeah, Adam Lowry is well equipped, um, you know, to do this. And he's a guy. His his doesn't have to go very far to get some advice on what it's like to be a captain in the Canadian market. His own father was once the captain mm-hmm. of the Calgary Flames, and what a great story it is, Huss. Adam Lowry's first game as captain of the Winnipeg Jets will be in his hometown of Calgary against those very Flames on October the 11th, uh, you couldn't have scripted kind of a better uh, first outing uh, as the C, I suppose uh, a win that night would probably go a long way as well to that. Yeah, that's a great point. I kind of had forgot about the season opener in Calgary <laughs> and now uh, that will be a real cool night for Adam in particular um, and uh, the Winnipeg Jets and uh, certainly everybody there, uh, you know, watching the game and anyone that makes the trip for it. Um, Mike, Chevy spoke very briefly off the top. We heard his announcement. Um, Rick Bonus, I know, sat down with Sarah, but you were there. It was a very unfortunate timing with the start of our show. I would have loved to have been there, but did you talk to the general manager or the head coach? And uh, what uh, what did you get from those guys on both today's announcement, this decision, and uh, anything else that might be of interest to uh, everyone joining us on Winnipeg Sports Talk? Yeah, I mean, naturally, so the... The, the focus, of course, was very heavily on on Adam Lowry. And by the way, Rick Bonus, Kevin Shoveldayoff, they are slated to speak um, early next week before training camp officially gets underway. So as you can expect, there wasn't a whole lot outside of, you know, the Lowry announcement that was thrown their way. That was kind of the theme of the day. There were a few questions, um, specifically to Kevin Shoveldayoff, uh, about... Uh, Connor Hellebuck and uh, Mark Shifley. And, you know, it's interesting that he says, um, we're, I'm asking them to think on parallel tracks here. Um, and so there's the here and now, obviously, and trying to help the team win. Um, 
being focused on winning, which Kevin Shoveldayoff says is absolutely priority one. And he said that he's he's said that recently again to Mark Scheifling, Connor Hellebuck. We're here to win. We're going to sort of not worry right now about the contract side of things. Um, that doesn't mean we're we're shelving any and all contract discussions, but he certainly continued to leave the door open for ongoing contract discussions. But it really does sound, Huss, like the Jets are going to try and just focus on what they have right now, I guess see what it looks like, you know, get the season going, and then cross that bridge, however perilous that bridge might ultimately be, uh, Mm -hmm. when they have to. And, you know, if you're looking at deadlines, certainly – the trade deadline, which I believe just got set late last week, I think March the 8th is the trade deadline. The Jets will actually be in Seattle that night, uh, starting off a back-to-back in Seattle and Vancouver. So they'll be on the West Coast. So if you're looking at kind of a deadline, I guess March 8th is the next real deadline. A lot of us thought this summer was the deadline, but they've moved the goalposts. Um and, of course, the, the real ultimate deadline is July 1st, a.k.a. when these guys would be free to sign with any other team and the Jets get nothing back. Um, but, you know, again, the door's not closed clearly. Certainly there's some reports out there that su- would suggest Hellebuck himself and Mark Shifley are potentially open to hearing what Kevin Sheveldayoff is trying to sell. Do we know whether they've ever tried to sell Shifley on – an extension like that's the one thing I've never heard yeah. obviously they got into pretty deep conversations with Hellebuck or made that attempt I haven't heard the yeah, same no. with 55. I don't believe they yeah I don't believe they have but that being said and it should this has been made clear to me on numerous occasions this summer by people around the team Mark Shifley has never once said get me out of here I want to trade um now <laughs> maybe also hasn't come out flat out and said, I want to finish my career here. Uh, And so, you know, maybe the messaging is a little murky. Um, But yeah, I think whereas the ball is, or the puck is very much in Connor Hellebuck's court or crease, I guess, if we're talking hockey and pucks, the puck is very much in Connor Hellebuck's crease. No doubt about it in terms of how this plays out. I'm not so sure where the puck is when it comes to Mark Shifley. Is it in the Jets' crease? Is it in Shifley's? Is it at center ice in the neutral zone? Somewhere in between them? I tend to say, you know, I would, if I, if I had to say, I would say it's a little more in the middle when it comes to Shifley. And there remains maybe a feeling out going on. Um, no doors have been slammed shut in either direction. Um, But certainly, it doesn't appear, Haas, that there's a game of chicken being played here, you know, where they're at an impasse, if you will, on numbers or things like that. That's not the vibe at all. Just got the sense from Kevin Shoveldayoff today that they're not really sweating it right now. A lot of people outside the organization would say, well, how can that be? They they should be sweating buckets. Um, this does happen. All, this does happen all the time. It's not. This is not the first time a team, you know, has had a couple guys on expiring contracts, key sure. players going in. In fact, I mean, you look at 
what the Bruins had last year, <laughs> knowing that that was the case. Uh, although the one thing that sort of stands out to me, I, you know, it's funny, Remus brought this up yesterday, and I mean, yeah, listen, we've been talking about this stuff all summer because, I mean, very reputable people have been talked about all these players, those two in particular, were very much up in trade discussions in and around it. Right. Now, what happened to the markets for those players? Um, unique situations, I guess, on both. But the bottom line is, Mike, this kind of reminds me of the 2015 season when the Winnipeg Jets were playing things out. They had Adam Andrew Ladd's contract that was yeah. coming up, and they had Dustin Bufflin, and they needed to figure it out. And obviously, they didn't end up signing a deal with Andrew Ladd, whether that was something that he turned down. And, um, hey, he did he did okay. He got that deal with the New York Islanders that took right. care of him. And then, obviously, they signed Buff. But things do happen through the year. And like the Winnipeg Jets at that point, when they weren't signing Andrew Ladd, they pivoted, got a first-round pick and a player that came over in a deal with Chicago. So um, the fact of the matter is, though, that you know, for everyone, and I did think that there was a pretty good chance that we would have some clarity on both of these situations. That is not the case, but uh, maybe that's just good for people like us in this business because it certainly gives us lots to talk about in addition to the ups and downs of the daily grind of the 82-game season. Yeah, and I mean... We had talked about the Jets kind of having to pick a lane, right? Being at the proverbial crossroads maybe this summer. Um, and yet here we are, you know, heading, we're a week or so out from training camp. And maybe that direction still is a bit unclear. The Jets, they're kind of trying to, they're straddling multiple lanes right now. Uh, and, you know, maybe ultimately what will decide the direction is how this team comes out of the gate. They come out playing really well. Um, playing the way clearly Rick Bonus, Kevin Chevaldeoff, and a lot of players believe they can play, then maybe this, you know, becomes almost much ado about nothing. Because maybe Connor Hellebuck looks around the landscape and says, you know what? The grass isn't greener uh, outside of Winnipeg. It's pretty green here right now. And in terms of green, they're going to pay me a lot of money to, to stick around. So... You know, I guess winning tends to um, breed success and breed confidence. And if you're the Winnipeg Jets and you're certainly trying to produce a winning team this year, that's what you're marketing to your fan base. That's what you're asking people to invest in, to rally around. Certainly having Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley on expiring deals, you know, wanting to come out and prove themselves and not just to the Jets, but potentially... 31 other teams that might be their next employer, um, you know, has the, the the opportunity to really benefit the Jets. And so they kick the, they kick the problem, if you will, a little further down the road, um, get a few more months maybe to talk about it. Uh, and like I said, they'll, they'll apparently cross that bridge when they come to it. Does that mean that, you know, Boston Bruins could call up Kevin Chevaldeoff tomorrow, Don Sweeney and, make him an offer he can't refuse or the New Jersey Devils when it comes to, to, you know, Honor Hellebuck or the Buffalo Sabres. Sure. Anything's possible. Um, but again, Kevin Chevaldeoff doesn't panic. Um, and he doesn't let us see him sweat at least publicly. And so today, you know, again, we didn't talk to him at length. I suspect next week we'll get into this in even more detail. There'll no doubt be follow-up questions 
today I would I would say it was more just a cursory kind of broaching of of the subject, the elephant in the room. Uh, so maybe we'll get a little more insight into it next week. Well, uh, listen, the one thing that I don't think anyone can um, dispute is that the Winnipeg Jets are one of the most fascinating teams coming into this season. And to your point, Mike, like the first the first 25 games of yeah. this year um, could absolutely shape which for which side of the fork in the road that they go down. Like if this team has a great start, if what happened last year happens again this season, I think it's game on for this year. And I think you're probably talking about an extension or hopefully revisiting it with Hellebuck. And I mean, for Mark, I mean, listen, he had that great start last year and things were going so well and he scored all those goals. And then obviously we kind of ended up back where we were the season before at the end with some obvious conflict with the coach and, and all of that. I mean, if they can get past that and yeah. he can embrace the challenge for him right now to not only, I mean, listen, I think there is to use your point. I mean, sort of prove it's harder to imagine guys need to prove themselves. The guy that scored 42 goals last year. And I think Mark needs to prove himself maybe in some other ways. Everyone knows the guy can score goals. Everyone knows they can provide offense. That being said, that's what a lot of teams are looking for yeah. and Hellebuck on the other side. But I mean, to me, that period from the 11th of October in Calgary to American Thanksgiving, the beginning of December or so, I think in a lot of ways is going to sort of, you know, push Kevin Chevelday off in one direction or the other. I was on a show um, out of the market a couple days ago and they were asking me, so like, what are the, what's the outlook for the Winnipeg Jets? Like, where will they be? And I said, guys, I could give you scenarios anywhere from being fifth or sixth in the league to like 30th. Right. I, I mean, there is a huge, huge rail range, I would say, of possibilities, um, which makes it that much more interesting. But I think to your point, Mike, makes the first part of this season incredibly crucial when it comes to the eventual decisions that inevitably are going to have to be made one way or the other, regardless of how it shakes out. And that's why, you know, going back to Adam Lowry and the captaincy, I think it was important that the Jets got that uh, settled. Um, They couldn't go into a second year without a captain, especially a year like this. They needed some certainty. They needed a level of calm. Uh, And I think Adam Lowry brings all of that and, and many other intangibles. And, you know, it's funny, Huss, you think about Adam Lowry, where he was, a year and a half ago, this is a guy didn't have a letter on his sweater and it had nothing to do with, with him personally. Um, his dad was the interim coach of the Jets. The Jets were a dysfunctional mess. And his dad was tasked with taking over midseason for Paul Maurice, which, you know, that probably was hardest on Adam Lowry. Um, Adam's never totally opened up about that, but I will say this, Dave Lowry opened up, uh, last year to me in Seattle. I had a great one-on-one with him early in the season on a Jets trip to Seattle. And Dave Lowry flat out told me that it was a huge issue for Adam. Um, it came between them as a family. He said, 
it it didn't allow Adam to kind of have his voice. And in a way, Dave Lowry not being brought back by the Jets has kind of ushered in this string of developments. Adam, you know, Blake Wheeler has the C removed. Adam Lowry's the guy who officially joins the leadership group as a third A. And now here we are one training camp later and he's now the captain and the guy that is going to try and carry this team into the coming year and beyond. And yeah, I mean, I think it was important that the Jets um, got this right. And I think they absolutely did. And I think it was important that the Jets address this early and they did that as well. Just as Adam Lowry checks off all the boxes, the Jets checked off a lot of important boxes as well. <clears throat> Um, as they now get set for what will be a very important and interesting training camp. And as you say, a fascinating um, start to the regular season that in a lot of ways is going to, you know, dictate maybe which direction this team ultimately goes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You just mentioned that two seasons ago. I mean, that was insane for, (laughs) I mean, listen, it really did suck for Adam. And I mean, you felt for him. I mean, and in some ways I felt for Dave too. I mean, it was just such a weird, bizarre setup for professional sports in this age. And yes, it was forced by Maurice quitting basically out of the blue and and walking away. But I mean, you do wonder, again, we don't need to freaking go back to two years ago over and over again. But uh, I will say this, that the, um, I mean, it deep six the entire season, and I think it took a lot of work for Bones to come out. I know you got to run. Say hi to the rest of the gang there just quickly. Uh, did Bones have anything to say? I did see Sarah ask her ask him about, um, you know, um, mending fences, if you will, uh, considering <laughs> the way the season ended and yeah. a bunch of calls happening over the summer. Well, and it's interesting. Rick Bonus, and we, we learned this about him last year. I remember being in Dallas, I think for the season opener last year, Huss, and I was talking to Tyler Sagan and Jason Robertson, and they were talking about how hands-on Rick bonuses with the players, that, talking about how he'd go out for beers with them when he was an assistant coach, and how he really takes pride in kind of getting to know these guys away from the rink, develops these relationships. Um, I remember Morgan Barron talking about Rick Bonus taking him golfing last year in Halifax, um, you know, before he'd even you know, met the majority of Jets players. So not surprisingly, Rick Bonus has talked about um, reaching out to players. Adam Lowry today said that he talked to Rick numerous times this summer just because Rick Bonus would often check in. Uh, that's just the kind of person he is. So um, from what Rick Bonus has said, um, any fence mending or feather ruffling that needed to be dealt with has long since happened with all of the players. And you can put Mark Shifley down in that category as well. Of course, Mark Shifley wasn't even in the lineup on that night when, when uh, you know, Rick Bonus kind of tossed a grenade at his team. A couple guys that were in the lineup, Blake Wheeler, the guy that kind of came out really firing against the coach, pushing back. He's not here anymore. Pierre Luc Dubois who you could certainly say was um, part of the coach's reason for being so angry. He's not here anymore. It really does seem like it's water under the bridge. And again, I'm sure we'll explore that a little more next week when we kind of can talk in depth about with Rick Bonus. Um, but certainly from what he said in the early going here, there are no lingering issues, nor will there be 
uh, as they move forward here. Mike, thank you very much. Say hi to the fellows. Sorry we won't be in Zooming. We'll catch up with everybody <laughs> afterwards, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great stuff today. I really appreciate you jumping on with us. You bet, Huss. Always enjoy it. We'll uh, talk to you next week. You got it. There it is. Mike McIntyre of the Winnipeg Free Press. Well, listen, we're going to hear from Bones in a second, but while we're talking about the Jets, uh, great to see so many people with us in the chat. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't already. If you've missed the last couple shows, uh, we are so fired up. And a first off, thanks to everyone that has jumped on this right from the get-go because the response has been amazing. But we have done a Winnipeg Sports Talk four-game pack for the upcoming season. We have picked four awesome games spread throughout the year. Early in the season, Kings, Dubois, return Tuesday, October 17th. Thursday, November 30th against Connor McDavid and the Oilers. We're all going to need to get there and get a little bit louder when the Leafs come to town. On January 27th, Saturday night game, 6 p.m., and then the final game is against the Calgary Flames in April on a Thursday night. The four-game pack includes your tickets for those games. You're going to get a beer or a drink or a pop or a water <clears throat> with every one of your four tickets. You'll be using that through the Jets app. And we're going to be getting the gang together. We're going to have early entrance a half hour before the game. We're going to gather in the corner bar there outside of section 316 where uh, I've been sitting since uh, 2011. And uh, it's going to be a blast. We'll have some special raffles and whatnot. We'll kind of do a little powwow get together. And with the response we've had so far, I think we're going to be able to uh, crank it up a notch in the corner. So if you are interested in this, there is a link in the description of the video. Uh, click on that and check it out. We, we were just about out of our original allotment of seats in section 316. And we've added a couple rows just across the island, 317. And I imagine as we continue to sell these, we might grow into a couple of sections. Um, but it's 375 taxes in. Um, there is a payment plan if you want to do it, 75 bucks for five months. Um, but it's all there. Go pick out some seats, join us. And uh, as I say, I think you'll love the section too. Uh, if you haven't sat there before, Jets attack zone in the first and third periods. Bathrooms just outside the door. The bar's right there, easy in and out of the rink. It's a great spot to be. So, Winnipeg Sports Talk Jets Pack. Join us for it. Link is there. And if you're listening on the podcast, go to winnipegsportstalk.com. There's a link right there. Get on it, and we will see you on October 17th for game one of our four games together in the rink this year. And thanks again to everyone that's jumped on. Tell your friends. If you've got a business that wants to get you know, some tickets, maybe you use them personally a couple times and give them away to folks. I guarantee you we'll have a lot of fun in the Winnipeg Sports Talk section for the four-game pack coming up this year. All right, we're going to hear from Bones in a minute. Uh, I should thank our friends at Princess Auto for their support of WST. Princess Auto is where you'll find the best deals on the most unique assortment of tools and equipment around everything you need to complete the projects on your list or start something new is at Princess Auto. Two Winnipeg locations, Panet Road, Portage Avenue West, you can always shop online 24-7-365 at princessauto.com. Wow, it's been a busy, busy summer for our friends over at Consolidated Supply. Uh, leaders in irrigation systems, artificial turf, both inside and outside, and of course, golf carts. And I've always thought of golf carts as being just what we'd rip around on the golf course. 
Uh, but man, as the club car dealer, they have some incredible vehicles really made more for commercial and industrial use that you know might be right up your alley for your business. They've also got other great options for your property, including hot tubs and amazing outdoor kitchen options. And of course, they are the leaders in small engine parts and repair. Popeye Consolidated Supply, see them at their showroom, open to the public, 1395 Niagara Road East, or find out more online at cte.ca. Uh, Saturday, gang, mark it down. Another massive summer-ending tent sale at Royal Sports. Thousands of pieces of merchandise, everything 50% off or more. Um, you've never seen deals like you've seen at the Royal Sports tent sale. While you're at it, check out their hockey inventory. Get ready for hockey season. All the latest NFL gear coming in. And, of course, Bombers and Jets gears. The Bombers continue their push to the playoffs, and the Jets get ready to drop the puck next month. Royal Sports is Manitoba's number one sports superstore for 40 years. 750 Pemina Highway. You can follow them on Instagram at royalsportspemina.com. And, wow, we will get to Monday Night Football towards the end of the show. But, man, it was great to get out with the fellas last night and make Mondays great again. Um, shout out to our friends at Boston Pizza. Great spot to go for Monday night. Great giveaways throughout the evening. Obviously, the game with the big sound. And we did get to pay attention to the Blue Jays as well. Well, of course, until they gave up that grand slam and it was pretty much over. Big one for the Jays tonight. But nowhere better to watch NFL than your local Boston Pizza. Ice cold schooners, world famous BP wings, gourmet pizzas, great prizes to win. It's all there at your local BP. And again, if you're staying home, you can always order online at bostonpizza.com. All right, we are going to hear from Bones, uh, and we will get to some of those other stories as well. But let's get Michael Remus back in here. Uh, Remo, lots of, uh, lots of intrigue and lots of conversation. I think it's all a real positive conversation over Adam Lowry being named the captain of the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, for the first time, it really does feel like we are... Um, we are just about to get back into hockey season and the real swing of things, both in the city down at the rink and back here on WST. Oh, yeah. Young stars on the ice uh, tomorrow afternoon at Iceplex. We're going to have line rushes. We're going to be seeing who's tweeting them out first, giving them a, a gold star. Oh, young stars line rushes. Young yes. stars line. Any young stars play-by-play -play, uh, tweets. So I'm really excited for that. And, yeah, well, I mean, they'll have the games uh, streaming at winnipegjets.com. But then next week, you know, the Winnipeg Jets training camp underway with Adam Lowry's first training camp as captain. And I did see, yes, the comment today. Is this Adam Lowry Lynch? And yes, it is. He was named captain. Pretty much. Big news. This is the first, <laughs> you know, real news for the Jets that we've had in a while. Not the constant speculation all summer is, is it going to be Lowry or Morrissey or Shafley and Hellebuck? We do have some stuff and we will have, you know, Jets. Line rushes too. We can finally answer the question: Who is the Jets' second line center? We'll know that next week. At least the second line center on day one of training <laughs> camp. I mean, the lines aren't set the whole season, but uh, I mean, hey, that was the question that put uh, Ken into an eighteen-minute pickle. Well, remember that one forever. That was maybe the highlight of the summer. All-time, all-time all WST moment and Weaves World moment. Um, and again, congratulations to Kenny for. Uh, his new spot moving over from Sportsnet to uh, to the Freep with the uh, quite a wrecking crew now in that sports department with uh, Weaver joining an already incredible group of dudes. Um, 
Listen, I want to hear from Bones because we just talked to Bones. We've got we do have some Adam Lowry, which will uh, which will play for you in a minute. Um, but Bonus spoke um, briefly afterwards in a bit of a scrum, and um, let's just start off with Eleven Ream if you can. Um, this is the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets on the uh, qualities of the young man that uh, has been tabbed to be the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Here's Bones on Adam Lowry. He's one of the guys that's the first guy to stick up for his teammates, and I saw all of those things. Uh, he, he's a wonderful communicator. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy to coach because, you know, he's low maintenance. He just comes to the work every day as a pro. Uh, he puts his time in, and again, he, he's the first guy out there to stick up for his teammates, and uh, he has a lot of respect from not only from, obviously, our players and our staff and everybody else in the organization, but around the league, and, that, that, and that's just as important. Uh, people know the type of person he is, they know the type of teammate he is, they know the type of competitor he is. So that, those are all things that I'd heard about him, and he lived up to every one of them. Uh, the coach on uh, the qualities of his new captain. Um, Bones was also asked about the number of candidates for the job um, and the fact that it was a very tough decision for uh, he and the organization. It was a, t a tough decision because we, when we, we, we took the C away from um, Blake, we wanted to open up the room. So we achieved that. Uh, you know, Mark, Mo, and, and Lau did a great job last year to take over the room and uh, the communication with the within the room, which is what we were trying to achieve, uh, it worked. And um, so, but, so, yeah, there were a couple of really good candidates. And uh, sometimes there's no wrong answer. And this, they, and, but, so this is the right choice for us right now. And was it a difficult decision? Absolutely. It wasn't one we said after the end of the year, okay, Adam's captain. That wasn't the case at all. We had a lot of conversations over the summer with the staff, with management, and every, everyone involved. So yeah, ultimately, we came to this conclusion. All right, so there's Rick Bonus on uh, the number of candidates and the fact that, you know, it was a tough decision. As he said, they had a couple really good candidates. We've been talking about that all summer, and uh, I think anyone that's been paying attention would agree with that. Uh, there there were a few people, not many, but thought that, you know, there's no need to, to, to name a captain. You can just keep going on the way that you had been. Um, Rick Bonus kind of chimed in with um, his thoughts on, um, you know, his feeling that the time was now where this team needed to recognize a captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Well, that's a good question. It, it is, because uh, I had a couple of players tell me that, you know, it, it, what you wanted to achieve last year, it, it, it worked. But there comes, I knew last year when we did this that, the probability was we were going to name a captain this year, that we wouldn't let it go too long. But I was very pleased with what we got done last year in the room. Um, and, but I think it's it's just time to, again, you go back to last year, we, we probably figured we'll get through one year with it. Unless it, if the right guy steps up or the right guys step up, then um, we'll name a captain. But you're right. Did we need to name a captain? That was, you know, that was a debate as well yeah. within internally, but ultimately we decided, okay, it's time to name a captain. All right, so uh, there's Bones uh, talking about the uh, the need to name a captain, uh, and finally, one more on the captain theme. Um, kind of sure followed up by the media there, and he discussed the benefits to the team of of naming captain, and in this case, Adam Lowry. Well, the players know who uh, there's one guy, right, instead of three or four. But the, again, the, we have good leadership in that room. 
and um, so there's one guy, there's one guy going to wear the C, and um, the benefit is that he has all the respect of everybody in the room and the league, and which, which a few of our guys do, but Adam's a tough, tough kid. He's a great competitor, and we just figured it was time to name the, him as captain and see where it goes. All right, so there is Rick Bonus, and again, uh, Mike just let us know that both Bones and Kevin Sheveldale will be speaking early next week when uh, everyone's back from the prospects camp, uh, the prospects tourney, Young Stars tourney, whatever you want to call it, from Penticton, and it's game on here in Winnipeg for Winnipeg Jets training camp. Now, we do have a little bit more from Lowry. Um, you know, obviously he had those short comments earlier on, but that did speak extensively afterwards. And anyways, we can just start off right at the top. Here's the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets on if he was surprised when uh, he was um, given the call that he'd be the new captain of the Jets. I, I wouldn't say I was, I was shocked this morning. I, I think uh, it started with a conversation probably about a month ago just with Bones and um, talked about you know, there was consideration, and you know, if presented the opportunity, would it be something you know I'd be willing to accept and and take on? And like I set up there, there's a ton of really capable and really strong leaders in our room, and you know, that's not going to change um, with having me be named captain. Where we're going to do this collectively, and um, I and I, I don't know if I'd say it was something I was hoping to happen. I think. You know, kind of from the onset, uh, it wasn't necessarily something I thought was necessarily attainable or or something that, um, you know, it was going to change how I approach the game, you know, how I, I try and be in the locker room and, you know, how I play on the ice. Uh, obviously, it's a huge honor and it's something I'm really looking forward to, do, to doing and leading this team, um, leading this city and... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be the captain of the Jets. All right, so there's uh, Adam Lowry. Uh, and, uh, Lowry was also sort of expanded because, as Rick just mentioned, there were questions about not having a captain last year, moving into a new season with a new leader of the leadership group and the hockey club. And uh, Lowry talked about what he feels the naming of a captain signifies. I think, you know, it's something we're going to still do collectively. I think, you know, Josh and Mark are still such vital parts of our, our leadership team, along with, you know, many others that were in this room today. And, um, you know, I, I think maybe in a sense it, it just gives one figurehead. You, you know, you don't necessarily have to do, delegate so, much, so many responsibilities. But, um, you know, I, I think at the same time my job is to be – you know, they're kind of in those tough times, kind of be that, that solid, uh, that consistent, you know, voice, presence, and, you know, along with those other guys. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if it, it changes a whole lot in a sense. I think, you know, it just allows maybe my voice to be a little stronger in the room. All right, more from Winnipeg Jets captain uh, Adam Lowry. And uh, here's an interesting one. Adam Lowry was asked if he called former Winnipeg Jets captains, Blake Wheeler and Andrew Ladd, for advice. Uh, so I, ha I haven't talked to him yet. Um, you know, I'll reach out to, to both of them, one for advice. I think you know, you, there's, there's a lot that I did learn and I can learn from them, and, uh, you know, handling different situations and things like that. I think 
both of them were, were such passionate people. They, they did so much for the community. They were, um, you know, so involved in making Winnipeg a better place to live, you know, and kind of at the, at the, or sorry, at the rink, they, they did such a great job. They, they were such driving forces of our team for so long. I think I look at their work ethic, how they treated, you know, our, our teammates and, and things like that. And there, there's a lot of different qualities that I can take from both of them. And even Jason Jaffrey, who, you know, I learned under in, in St. John's. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I've been fortunate to, to have a lot of great mentors and to play under a lot of great leaders that, um, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to them, getting some of their advice and learning as I go. All right, uh, just listening to a little bit more of uh, Adam Lowry post the announcement of him being the third captain of the Winnipeg Jets 2.0. Adam Lowry finished off um, on an absolute tear. Um, There was a a long period where he struggled, certainly offensively in the middle of the season, but when the most important time of the year, he was there night in and night out leading the way and at times putting the team on his back and had an unbelievable playoff series leading the Jets in goals against the Vegas Golden Knights. Lowry was asked if he's looking to carry over his performance from the end of the regular season in the playoffs into the upcoming campaign. Yeah, obviously I'd love to just keep scoring every game. I think that that might be a little unsustainable for sure, but um, I, I think the, the big thing is as cliche as it sounds, like don't change who you are just because the letter on your jersey changes. I think, you know, part of what makes me a, a successful hockey player is, is playing hard, is competing, is, is trying to drag my teammates into the fight and, and sticking up for them and standing up for them on the ice and in the room. So, um, you know, obviously I, I'd love to, to continue that offensive output and, you know, it would be terrific to see that happen over 82 games. But I, I think just trying to find ways to impact the game, trying to find ways to, um, you know, kind of influence the game in a positive manner is, is the way, you know, I'm going to continue to try and play, try and, you know, stand up for my teammates and, you know, make them play a little bigger out there. All right, Adam Lowry, Winnipeg Jets captain. Now, one of the things that we've talked about you know, going into training camp and assuming that this was happening off season was to really move past the uh, the incredible disappointment of the team's performance in game number five, the uh, Mount uh, Mount Bonus eruption, um, and then what the pushback we heard from Scorey for using that word, but the pushback we heard from a lot of the players in that final media session of the year and. You know, as we mentioned, Bones had talked to Sarah. said that he'd had a number of conversations with the players. That is his style. Um, and I think today's appointment is very important um, in moving on from last season, from any of the negatives of the way things were, uh, you know, a- ended, and focusing on bringing this team together even more and getting off to a good start this season. And um, Larry expanded a little bit on off-season conversations he had with uh, Rick Bonus. You know, Bones is such a great communicator. We, we talk every once in a while in the summer, just, you know, see how things are, check in, and, um, you know, kind of just stay up to date on what was going on, you know, with, with the team and, and things like that. And, you know, so he, he mentioned that, you know, they, they were thinking of naming a captain, and, you know, the, the potential was there that, you know, it could have been me, and to, to give it some thought and, you know, to kind of see, you know, I, first of all, like my reaction to, like, how, 
you know, whether it would be something I'd be willing to do or, or things like that. And, um, you know, we kind of left the conversation there and, you know, he gave it some thought over his time. And, you know, we, we talked this weekend and yeah, it, it was something, you know, I, I was really excited to be given the opportunity to do. And, um, yeah, so it kind of uh, progressed from there. And you know, here we are today. All right. Adam Lowry, ready, willing and able to put the C on the chest and be um, the uh, the new captain of this club. Um, one more from Lowry, and this is interesting one. He was asked if he had any doubts that he could lead at this level and uh, be an NHL captain. Here's what he had to say. I, I don't know about doubts. I think there's the reservations are, you know, certainly maybe a little added pressure personally and, yeah. and things like that. I think, like you said, you know, some days it can be onerous. Or there can be a lot... Of requests or, or things like that, but you know, getting the opportunity, um, knowing how strong our, our support staff is, not only in the coaching and management, but with my teammates, with the other leaders in the locker room. You know, I felt that there's a ton of you know really great people around me, um, my girlfriend Laura and you know my family, things like that. That um, you know it was something that I was going to be able to handle the pressure and. You know, hopefully moving forward, we take big strides. We, we made some strides last year, and obviously last year didn't end how we would have liked it, but um, there were some positives we're going to take from that, and we're really excited about kind of integrating the new guys in. And um, So to answer your question, yeah, I, I had to give it some thought. You know, it's not a light decision. You don't want to kind of just make it, you know, on a whim and just out of pure excitement. But, um, you know, after giving it some thought, uh, you know, talking to a few people and, you know, I, I was really excited and you know honored to to be given the opportunity and to be able to say yes. All right, there he is, the uh, man of the hour, Adam Lowry, new captain of the Winnipeg Jets. By the way, great to see so many of you. Maybe you weren't around as much during the summer. Jet season's back. Great to see you back. Got on four hundred in chat right now. Uh, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button, and if you haven't already, make sure to hit the red subscribe button as we push closer to 10,000 subscribers on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Of course, tomorrow, shout out to everyone that got tickets early. Looking forward to seeing so many of you WSTers out at Little Brown Jug for our third sports trivia night. Going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Looks like the weather is going to cooperate. So like the first time, we should be able to do it outside on that beautiful patio at Little Brown Jug. If you haven't seen it before... Got to get down there. William Avenue, an incredible spot for a few cold ones with friends. Best part about being down there is you can try all the amazing Little Brown Jug offerings. Uh, of course, you can see Generic Lager now, more and more spots around the city, and obviously their flagship brand, 1919. Pick it up at Little Brown Jug, Manitoba Liquor Marts, or anywhere that sells great beer. Uh, a big shout-out to our friends at Breezy Bend Golf and Country Club. I think we still got some nice golf days left here, folks. Days not quite as long. Tougher to get that round in after work, uh, but still a lot of great golfing left. And if you're thinking about a long-term home for you and your family at one of Manitoba's top private golf courses, get on the waiting list for 2024 at Breezy Bend. Talk to Corey Johnson at the clubhouse or find out more online at breezybend.ca. And a big shout-out to Pitt and the gang at Aikens Lake as they finish up their season but they are booking well into 2024 as well. If you're looking for a world-class fly-in fishing experience, 
or you can be on the water in less than two hours from the city of Winnipeg with world-class fishing and even more world-class hospitality. Aikens is the place. Go online, akinslake.com, or you can hit uh, Pitteran up on Twitter, slash X, at Aikens Lake, for more information on booking into the 2024 fishing season at the beautiful Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge. All right. We will get to the picks uh, for tonight at the track before the end of the program. And we will get to the cool bet lines in a minute. But Remo, obviously the first one hour, 53 minutes of this program has been dominated by the big news today of the Winnipeg Jets. But we have to get into the disaster at MetLife last night for the other Jets, the New York Jets. And for all the Jet fans that often have a woe is me attitude uh, about what could go wrong, will go wrong. There is nothing like the Murphy's Law nature of the New York Jets, but even the New York Jets, I don't think, had Aaron Rodgers being out for the season before he even completed a single pass as the quarterback for New York. It is, it, it, it's awful for the league. It's really awful for Aaron. I mean, whether you're a fan of the guy or not, um, just uh, really, really unfortunate. The craziest thing about that was was the way the Jets came back and came back against Buffalo and won the game. But first off, thoughts on the Rodgers Achilles injury that will take him out for the entire 2023 season. Yeah, I think it's really disappointing. I mean, there was so much hype about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Uh, would it work out for them? How was he going to be? Brought in his boys, Randall, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. And, you know, they went through hard knocks. They scheduled all these primetime games. And now we don't get to see any of it. All this hype uh, for nothing. I think it sucks. I don't even, even if you, like, don't like Aaron Rodgers and you wanted to see him lose with the Jets, we don't even get to see him lose with the Jets now. You don't, I mean, you don't get anything. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's yeah. you know, like bad waiters, for the league. Um, wait, waiters in chat. It was disaster. They won. Bro. It's a 17-game season, and Zach Wilson is once again the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. And if you're wondering, if you're not familiar with Zach Wilson, a second overall pick in 2021 that was basically left behind last year by the Jets. Um, what they do at quarterback is going to be fascinating. We were kicking this around in the lock shop today, Reem. I mean, there are some veterans out there. I've, I've heard the name Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't know about Wentz. I mean, you know, you got the usual suspect, well, guys that were backups. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel was getting paid all that money, all that time to carry a clipboard. I'm not sure that he's running into a starting position right now. Nathan Rourke's pretty interesting. I'm not sure that the New York Jets will be signing him up to compete with their number two overall quarterback. I guess Matt Ryan's out there. How about Phillip Rivers? There's an extra shot. Who Who would be a great free agent veteran quarterback for the Jets to get because they are certainly in the market right now. Well, T. Will is in chat patting himself on the back for taking Tom Brady at the end of the WST listener. (laughs) 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 T. Will, are you serious? He did draft to be a motivational speaker on the team or what? (laughs) ESPN, they don't remove guys uh, from the list. I have a friend who used to take Russell Wilson in all of our baseball drafts as a joke. But um, a lot of talk, are they going to bring back Chris Strebler now? He would be familiar uh, with the team, although Chris Strebler was injured. Um, I saw tweets, jo- I, they're obviously like joking tweets of like Ben Roethlisberger 
Uh, ben. So I don't Ben's know what. Arm was so, ben, Ben's arm was so done at the end of his last done. season a couple years ago. He was done. So I'm curious. Matt Ryan, people mentioned in chat to start the show. I don't know um, what he's up to. Uh, someone t- saw tweets. Well, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's working for CBS yes. as an analyst, but has not filed his retirement papers with the league. So I'd the say that's a live possibility. The other one, um, Joe Flacco. I saw people tweeting about who was. Wasn't he in the Jets a couple years ago? Last year. Oh, was that last year? Already? This is the thing about the Jets, guys. Like, outside of the quarterback position, this team is awesome. Like, we saw what their defense did last night to Buffalo. They won seven games last year with a quarterbacking trio of Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why there was so much steam on the Jets as a legitimate Super Bowl contender with the guy that had won two of the last three MVP awards in the NFL. Really, really disappointing for that to happen. But then that second half was crazy, Remo. And listen, I was happy for Jet fans to at least have something positive come out of that night, even if their season was basically over four snaps in. But holy smokes, there's some questions about the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm here for it just being a one bad game. Josh Allen looked totally off. Um, The decision-making wasn't there. When the game was in doubt, I mean, was forcing everything to Stephon Diggs. Um, I mean, four turnovers is four turnovers. And I mean, that team was up 13 to three against Zach Wilson and ended up losing. It is, it's a credit to the Jets defense, but also um, you got to be a little worried or nervous if you're a Bills fan, just from how poorly the offense played in a big game against a solid team. Yeah. And I keep seeing uh, Josh Allen's record in overtime put out there. Now, I think when you watch a game, you know, you can agree that the, some issues with the NFL overtime, but when you're 0-5 and, and your name is Josh Allen, MVP candidate, I don't know, That's is that a trend? Um, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out, but uh, that was unfortunate for the Bills. I had a good laugh when the guy doinked the kick in. I was just sitting there oh my God, like laughing too. at the end, like, oh, these poor Jets fans. Uh, you know, that's the way it's going to go down. A doinking in yeah. to get to OT. And then they lose, and, then win. and they lose the toss. So you think, oh, the Bills are just going to go down and score a touchdown and end it. But no, I mean they really couldn't get anything going, and they punted the ball, and uh, the guy returned it for a touchdown. It was an awesome play. It was a great finish, walk off touchdown. Love it. It was great, Jeff Kabilis. Yes, the milf man, <laughs> Zach Wilson, Utah's finest. Um, it would actually be cool if he became good. Um, just because of how far he fell. And he's basically already been, you know, cast as a bust. Um, you know, much like Trey Lance has. Be interesting to see if Trey Lance was still on the 49ers right now, <laughs> you know, whether they might make a move uh, for that and then have those guys battle it out. I really don't know. But um, yes, the Jets are playing the Cowboys next. Gregory had uh, big cheese of Cowboys Nation here. Um, letting us know that the Cowboys might make a record for sacks in a game tomorrow, uh, this week when, uh, and I believe they open up as nine and a half point favorites against, uh, against New York. It's going to be a long, long night, uh, for Zach Wilson, I think. Um, but anyways, yes, very, very unfortunate night. And 
very unfortunate if you were hoping for a big night from a Josh Allen, for instance, to win your fantasy league. But again, it's only week one unless your starting lineup was like Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, these, uh, the, the week one graveyard is always the worst because it really, really does put you in a very tough situation for the rest of the year. Now, listen, before we get to the cool bet lines, I know we're already at three o'clock, but we have to talk about this Mike Babcock story. Rebus. Oh, here, before, can I just say one thing about the uh, NFL before we get to Babcock? Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, one thing I know a lot of people out there has big fans of the Manning cast Eli and Peyton they do their alternate broadcast they bring guests in they talk about the game very entertaining on the U.S. it's on ESPN2 so if you have cable anyone can watch it and in the past couple seasons it's been here on TSN2 great if you used to get all five TSN channels uh you can you've been enjoying it well this year I don't know if you've noticed all the commercials uh, you know we talk about the changing media landscape well TSN has been pushing very hard TSN Plus, their online streaming service, Hassan. Before, if you subscribe to TSN on cable, you could get TSN Plus for free. It was just an add-on to your five. Yeah, I thought that's what cha- it was. Channel. No, no. Now you you have to pay for it. And to get you, try to get you to suck your nine ninety nine from you because you know paying for five channels uh, for them isn't enough. Well, they've tried to get you by well, they moved Red Zone, which used to be free. Uh, on you know, if you had TSN, you could watch Red Zone for free, and that's fine. I'm okay with them making that premium. I mean, if you're in the U.S., you got to pay premium for Red Zone as part of yep. the Sunday ticket package. I think we were kind of lucky that they were so nice to make it free uh, for so long, but now it's behind the paywall. But this really is kind of gross to me. They took the Manning Cast, which is a cable production, okay, and put it on TSN Plus. So if you you know give them your money. For your five channels, you can't watch the Manning cast. You have to pay an extra $9.99. And you know what's even worse? You know what they're showing on four of the five TSN channels? Oh, just Same a regular, thing. just a regular broadcast where they couldn't flip the switch and put the Manning cast. What was on, on TSN two? I, I don't know. I think US Open replay or some crap like that. Like come on. Like, look, if they want to put premium content on the paywall, the TSN Plus, like I'm fully expecting some rando Jets game to be on TSN Plus now. Like I, I don't think they've announced a schedule, but that's for sure what's going to happen. But to do this, it's on ESPN2, on cable in the U.S., to hose your own paying customers like this. So disgusting, so gross, so greedy, so unnecessary. Um, I mean, way to just dump all over your fans. Like, come on. The, hey, the Manning cast and Peyton and Eli, they are the primetime players. So, uh, listen, you can get a bunch of the picks on Instagram, but if you want the premium content, you got to subscribe it's to the It's not premium content, and though. It's on cable. <laughs> if Americans get it on cable, we get it on cable, too. It's not behind the streaming paywall there. Come on. Okay, I just who's wanted the, to make an OnlyFans joke. Who came up with this idea? Oh, I know. We'll get people's nine ninety nine, and you, uh, we're going to put the Manning cast. And look, I don't. I'm not a huge Manning cast Accountants. guy. Go on X, type in TSN Manning. So many people upset, and there's people in my mentions that are saying, "Good, the Manning cast sucks." Well, first of all, one, a lot of people like it, and everyone has different tastes. But also, 
Wait until they come for your favorite show that you watch on TSN and they put it on some $9.99 paywall. Like, I don't know, a Jets regular season game or I'm sure the Jets preseason games might be on there too. So uh, I don't know. The, the media is changing. We're seeing it a lot in the U.S. We haven't seen it as much here. But this is egregious. This is, that's egregious. Moving that to uh, TSN Plus, a regular cable channel. Come on. I'm just sitting back here applauding. There. Throw in the hat. One, two, for those of you listening on the podcast. There. There. I'll throw more. Throw. I got three, th- three hat throws for that one. <laughs> Holy. I'll the, even throw the, my glasses. The bar has been raised for the Michael mm. Remus rant. And, and I'll say this I, there's a lot of things that have, pissed you off before in the past i Hmm. wasn't gonna think that the manning cast moving to tsn plus and them charging for it would have been the catalyst for your most nuclear takes but in fact i think it has been i don't even like the manning cast like i never watched it but for them to take like a a i just care about the media landscape hustler i care about consumers and i think this is greedy and pretty sick that you take a program that's on cable in the U.S. Now, if it was streaming only or on some premium service in the U.S., I'd be like, yeah, fine. But it's on regular ESPN. Like, why can't we get it? What, are we inferior to American NFL fans? What is this? There's got to be. Uh, well, and people will end up, <laughs> end up finding out it's streaming. As I said, and the comments, there has never been a Remo rant that has gotten more run in the chat. Throw a chair. Throw a chair. Uh, WWE is watching this Remo promo as we speak. Uh, we've got megaphones. We've got yeah. now this is a Remo's rant, epic rant, throw something. Eric, Remo cutting an LA Night promo. Let me talk to you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is we're, great. I'm already paying. What am I paying them for? For these five channels when they show the same thing on four of them. And take something that used to be on there that Americans are getting that we can't, that we are, they're saying, oh no, you got to pay another extra. Come on. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, it's who's deciding this? The who's red zone this? makes sense. I can kind of understand that them doing it in the red zone, but I, red zone, man. I understand it. Go ahead. That's, and premium. by the way, yeah. can, if I, if I subscribe to TSN Plus and pay the money, can I watch it on my TV or is it just on the computer? You got to get that. Well, do you have like a, I don't know if it's on, you have an Xbox. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but um, it's on Fire Stick. The app is actually, it's, it's pretty good. Like I turn it on, like they had like XFL and like they had like Ultimate Frisbee, like stuff like I'm not going to watch. So they need to put the goods, like, but no one's tuning into TSN Plus to watch XFL, like whatever, St. Louis Battlehawks at 11 p.m. on a Friday. They got to put something good. Like Manning cast on to get your nine ninety nine, but like, why am I already paying for the five? Cha- you can't say, "Oh yeah, you got to get the five channels and have the same thing." I just on had four. a vision. What if they put the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? It was. On I TSN think it was Plus on actually. I think it was because it was delayed. Remember, it was delayed. Yeah, I, I think it was, but then it was delayed. But watch, some bomber game is going to be on TSN Plus for sure. Like they're going to do it's. I don't know. It, it does remind me a bit. Remember when Sportsnet had their four regionals, like West, East, Pacific? Yeah. Then they announced Sportsnet won. And I remember being livid because they put, like, baseball playoff games at Sportsnet won. And, like, you couldn't – I was on Shaw at the time, and you couldn't even get Sportsnet won if you wanted to because 
these companies like argue about who's car- you know who, the carrier fees yeah. and all that all that crap. So again, there's going to be a Jets game this year on TSN Plus. Wait, wait for it. It's going to piss everyone off. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I don't know that for sure, but like something like that is going to happen. And there's going to be some program you want to watch. You're going to have to give them your ninety nine nine ninety nine. In this addition, this is like the same thing when people go crazy when they put that Jays game on Apple TV. That's bullshit. And people yeah. have been watching well, it forever. Well, what's happening with the you know sports rights? Like if I if I get NHL Game Center, I should just get all the games. Not, but you you don't. I mean, if you're in the U.S., you don't because there's some ESPN Plus specific games or Peacock specific, whatever. I mean, baseball is the worst for that because they got the the Apple Plus game, they yeah. got the Peacock game. There's other national games you don't get. Like, you know, MLS going to Apple TV was the best thing ever if you're a soccer fan because just one fee, you get all the games. Like, hey, boom, no, you're done. People are sick of blackouts, sick of trying to figure out what game is on what channel. So the NHL rights deal, I think they got like two years left. And I'm curious what's going to happen there. Oh. And a lot of the U.S. regional networks are, are going under as well. Bally Sports, it's like a lot of problems there. So I, And I think the Jets with TSN, I think that maybe has a year or two left. I don't know. The, they just said multi-year extension. But there's going to be some some shit like that you have to deal with. So, <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Travis. By the way. Yeah. Travis, uh, with a nice little super chat for Remo's uh, e- emotions. Nice uh, avatar in your... Uh, in your thing there, Travis. I love that uh, 90s Jets hat. Um, all right, let's get to uh, the cool bet line. Oh, wait, Babcock. Do, do, do our picks. Or did oh, I just yeah, steal yeah, the Babcock? Well, listen, I don't think we're going to get anywhere close to the uh, level of anger that we had in this. But do, could you have the clip? Do you have the, the oh, thing? Oh, yeah, this? sure, sure. You just okay. got to play this for people so they can believe it or not. Um, listen, Babcock's had a bit of a reputation the way he's dealt with particular players. I don't know of a coach that's had as much success that is so um, publicly hated on by players that played for him before. Um, And obviously not all of them, but some of them. See Mike Commodore, for instance. Um, But very, very unique management styles in the past. Part of the reason why he was essentially exiled from the NHL for a bit. But he's back with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and everyone's wondering, oh, geez, how's this going to go? This is a clip from Spittin' Chicklets, Biz Nasty himself, Paul Bissonette, talking to Ryan Whitney about something. And again, this is just from those guys, but again, they're former players. They're the probably most influential podcast outside of the more newsy 32 Thoughts. Uh, They got a lot of listeners, and um, this was what Biz had to say in a very chicklets way uh, about one of the first things that Mike Babtock's done before training camp has even started in Columbus. This is outrageous, dude. <laughs> I get a text from a, a player. He goes, have you heard what Babcock is up to again? And I'm like, no. So he gets to Columbus, and one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, and he says, let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are. What the f- is going on? Is that is that even legal? I, I, that, I, it feels like it's totally I want illegal. To get him on the podcast to grill him about his antics as a head coach. Like, worry about the f- forecheck. Worry about your f- 
your your personnel. Worry about getting the power play humming at an alarming rate so you might have a chicken dick's chance of sneaking in a wild card spot. Why do you want to see throbbing dick pics from your captain on his iPhone? I don't understand this. By the way, if I was going into one of these meetings, having heard all these stories prior, I'm putting on like Rocky quotes on my photos. Oh, yeah. I'm putting on like my workout routine. Oh, yeah. You know what I would put on my phone? I'd be standing here in this chair with my bin staring him right in the eye with me holding my legs like this. What's wrong with this guy? Now, I hope this story is true because then we look like real big idiots. But I think that Mike Babcock should come on this podcast and clear the air as to why he wants to see Pierce Nipples from Instagram thoughts in his players' phones. Okay, well, listen, as only Biz, uh, Biz, I would imagine what Biz just said was somewhat owning. Like if you went to Biz's phone and went through the first three photos, I think we got a little bit of an, an eye into that. Um, but Remus, if, if this is true, Aaron Portsline, I believe has already reported that the NHLPA has heard of this, of this, and they're actually investigating it. That's what he wrote. And then the Blue Jackets during the show, and even um, this is getting around because Hacksaw is emailing me, being like, did you see this? <laughs> Hacksaw's on the case? Hacksaw's Holy on it, too. Shit. He's like, this is crazy. So they put out a statement, um, the Blue Jackets did on Twitter slash X, and they said, a Babcock, quote, while meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. The way it was portrayed on the Spit and Chicklets podcast was a gross misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff as well. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and completely inaccurate. And here's Boone Jenner saying, while meeting with Babs, he asked me about my family and where I'm from, my upcoming wedding and hockey related stuff. He then asked if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share some with him. He showed me pictures of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and a good way for us to start building a relationship. To have this blown utter proportion is truly disappointing. Now, that being said, Portsline's original tweet on this was five hours ago. He said, the Blue Jackets are aware of these allegations and looking into them. No official response yet. Babcock and Jenner have not immediately responded to requests seeking comment. And then Biz responded, it's 100% true. So... I don't know whether this is spin, um, the Blue Jackets and Jenner, you know, essentially, um, well, certainly sugarcoating it a little bit and getting things out. I will say this, though, for a guy with the background of Babcock, you think about what he did with Mitch Marner and just the way that he's managed in some ways sort of has a reputation for mental warfare with his players. Um a pretty wild way to get going before training camp has even opened yet. That And that is crazy if true. I mean, just being like, hey, let me go through your pictures. I want to see what kind of man you are. Like going up to some, I mean, it's pretty um, violating. But they came up with this statement saying that it's not true. Biz didn't um, back down. Oh, and Ryan Whitney is even uh, spotting uh, BS on Twitter. So this has all been going on during the show because that came out right before. And Ryan Whitney is adding, Babcock is a weasel and shouldn't be coaching in the NHL. Um, 
or I think <laughs> I think he said. I, sorry, he tweeted, when players from Columbus make a statement that the characterizations of Babcock from Biz and myself are false, just know that's BS. I feel bad putting the players in a tough spot, but Babcock is a weasel and shouldn't be coaching in the NHL. So I think he put that out knowing they were going to put out a statement saying that those allegations uh, were not true. Yeah, sounds like it. So pretty wild. By the way, KWB, Kenny's water bottle with the, uh, with the uh, chat. For Remus's rant brought a tear to my eye. We all feel like proud parents. Bravo. Uh, yeah. So anyways, we'll certainly talk more about this in the coming days. Kind of a fun pre-training camp story out of Columbus. Patrick Lining, I know you're a regular WST drop-in. Uh, just check your phone there before you go in for your meeting with uh, your meeting with Me. Babs. All right, we've gone long. We do have to get this pod up. CFL lines are out. We check it over at our partners at CoolBet. New lock shop today. Dusty and I went over all the NFL lines, looking ahead, a lot of the aftermath of the Aaron Rodgers injury last night. Argos laying six and a half in Montreal against the Alouettes. You've got the Riders, two and a half point home favorites to the Elks. The Bombers are six-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And the BC Lions are up to 10-point favorites against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Although, I remember what happened the last time BC was a double-digit favorite at home. They screwed us when they lost outright to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And as far as the NFL goes, um, Vikings and Eagles are in the Thursday nighter. That should be a fun one. Eagles are seven-point favorites at home. Packers open at one-point favorites. It's now one-and-a-half against the Atlanta Falcons. A um, couple of other interesting lines. Detroit, six-point favorites against Seattle at home. And the Bengals, after a very disappointing opening game, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson, Chiefs, three-point road favorites against the Jags. And let's find out where those Jets are. Yeah, they're in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas minus nine and a half against the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Um, all your favorite NHL futures are up as well. We'll kind of dive into this a little bit more over the course of the next week. But uh, player goals, player points, winner. And uh, let's just see what the Jets cup number is right now. Winnipeg is at 55 to one. That's about as big as a number as I think the Jets have had coming into the season in the last number of years. Uh, but they're at a group at 55 to one, including St. Louis, Vancouver, Washington Capitals, and then Nashville and Detroit are at 60 to one. Islanders are at 50 to one. Um, so it's all there for you at CoolBet. If you haven't used the promo code, you haven't played there before, use the promo code WST. Get a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to 200 bucks all right remo we gotta get uh get to the horse uh horse picks quickly before we wrap the show up how did you do last night you hit anything i actually did i hit an exacta it wasn't even exact a box so i i hit a nice one um let me pull it up it's funny just on that back to that uh the cable thing you remember last year i forgot about this last year when the Sportsnet moved um the NHL Game Center to Sportsnet now premium and was just such an inferior product. I mean, it's just these companies just um, bending you over. Anyways, that's another show. Uh, let's go to the let's get to the horse picks. I had a good one. I bet three dollars on a six-one exact on one fifteen. So I was down a little, but not down everything. Nicely done. I think I must have had a scratched horse in race one because my bet was refunded. Uh, and then I hit the triactor in race seven. Did you? 
2380. Oh, I so, uh, that's the one I won. See, I had 6-1, so you had 6-1 and another one. Uh, yeah, I went the old uh, two favorites and one other one. I went 1-5-6. So, that's uh, a good strategy. Go. Do you won, how much did you win there, 30? I won 24 on that and, and won six bucks got returned. So That's pretty good. You did well. You're uh, yeah. doing better than me. Was, I'm, I think you've got this one, one this year. Up. I need a big win. All right. Um, where are we at tonight? Uh, do you have race one? I'm starting in race two. No, I'm also in race two. Okay, race two. I've got a 1-4 exacta box. So 1-4 or 4-1 True Kate and Miami Souvenirs. True Kate. I'm on also True Kate. I have one five six. True Kate just for Charlotte and a lot to like. That's a bit of a chalk one. Although they're all yeah, pretty low odds the, here. The chalk box, exactly. Uh yeah, I was surprised. Souvenirs wasn't that big and it was out of it. So we'll see what happens. Um uh, you have race three? Uh yes, I do have race three. I'm just going with the tractors. I gotta get some big some big hits here, Huss. Okay. I'm on Private Frank. That's a super favorite. Four, four, five. Sugar Daddy Jack, and uh, one, three, five. And I love my life. So that's another favorite. So two favorites and a long shot here. Beautiful. Uh, all right, I am on uh, race number four. I've got a one seven eight triactor box, dazzling gold, diamond grand, mm-hmm. and tipsy at the bar. Oh, I thought you were gonna throw Takate gold. So you have two golds and a diamond in that one. No Takate, no Moa Retha or Miss Langskiff, who were sort of the favorite ones. This is a bit of an out there pick, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm on four, six, seven, Takate, Gold, Miss Langskip, and Tipsy at the Bar. Nice. Tipsy at the Bar. I was thinking about that one. Uh, all right. Race number five. I'm just going with a win bet. A bit of a long shot to win. Number one, Cato's Lady. Cato's opened Lady. At ten, opened at 10 to 1. Uh, we'll see what Cato's Lady can do. And then I have uh, one more. What about you? Kato's. I got one more. I only have two. I did three trifecta boxes. So I got one left over on race seven. So I don't know if you got anything. Okay. Race six. I got a tractor box. One, six, eight. Properly connected. One of your favorites. Call the cops. Mm-hmm. And hasta la vista, honey. One, six, eight. One dollar each one. way. So it's a six dollar wager. I like that. One. Rob Noakes says tap it your way. I don't know which which race that horse is on, but if Rob Noakes is writing it in chat, he's got intel. Yes, uh, yes, I'm, yes. What race, Rob? Tell us what race. So maybe I'll seven? cancel my bets. Um, race seven. I'm going with a longer shot here. Uh, horse ten. Saturday service. Nice race seven, uh, number 10 to win. So there we go. Those oh, are my tap it your way. Tap it your way is race four. Okay. Number two. That's a 10. That's paying 10 to one. All right. I'm going to, I'm is, throwing down on that. He got one. Intel on that one for Rob Noakes. Never one. That's some good picks. Oh, that's one last year of Woodbun. Although you got to look at the distance. Right? I don't know how, what I'm looking for. You know, it's a blazer. He's Maybe not writing that for. He says race four long shot. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, live racing goes to post tonight at 7 30 p.m. And uh, of course, if you're staying home, you can always bet at hpibet.com and you can uh, watch the races live at asdowns.com. Uh, great stuff. We uh, had a real fun show. Great to see a few. Uh, 
Jets people that maybe haven't been uh, tuning in as much, join us. That should be a great day on the podcast as well. Folks, again, check out the link for uh, the WST pack. Would love to have you join us. And uh, we're counting down to tomorrow night over at Little Brown Jug for our third Winnipeg Sports Talk Sports Trivia Night. Big thanks to Rennie. Big thanks to Mike McIntyre. Thanks to Michael Remus for great jobs with the clips and everything coming out of the Lowry press conference and, of course, an all-time epic meltdown rant about the Manning cast being on yeah. TSN+. Plus. You can watch uh, the replay of that rant on WST+, Plus, only $2 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, folks, we got to run. Great show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, well, I believe Marat's going to jump on uh, tomorrow. We're uh, we're busy. Lots more in the Winnipeg Jets. We get closer to camp. We'll set up the Young Stars tournament and much, much more. Have a great one. Thanks for being with us. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow at Little Brown Jug. Have a great night, and uh, thanks for listening. Oh, my God. Oh! Shut it down. Let's go home. Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.